Blog Talk Radio. Special, but 
this new this Sunday shows are fairly new. Uh, so I guess it's a regular, but I want to welcome everyone to this episode on the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, the creator of the network. Going to be joined shortly by co-hosts, and we have guests in the house, brothers and sisters, uh, the one and only, uh, the McCrays is in the house, Brother Ronnie and Sister Cassandra. And um, I'm so glad they accepted the invitation to come on at such a really, really late notice. We'll talk about that a little later on. But I do want to thank them for being in the house, as well as the co-hosts that are going to be joining us tonight. And uh, that means Brother Purcell Porsche also, who actually going to be hosting. The both of us are going to be hosting, meaning we share the show, and then we'll have we'll go to the co-hosts after we. Uh, do our thing after we share a bit on this topic. This is a different kind of a style. We used to just put a topic out there, and we all just take turns at it, but we have since kind of changed it to where one person kind of lead out. But tonight, two people are leading out. But to make it even more interesting, we have invited uh, a guest uh, couple. Uh, It's going to be, again, uh, Ronnie and Cassandra McCray is going to be joining us. Folks, I want to just do something that I don't hardly do. I guess I do it every, we say we try to do it every 10 shows, and that is talk about what we are about on this Five Smooth Song Network. And then we hadn't did it in a while. We have probably been more than 10 shows, but we try to do it every 10 shows, and that is go over briefly what is the Five Smooth Stones. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? So as I play our little anthem in the background, uh, this is an anthem I adopted from a pastor, uh, old pastor of mine, my brother Sam Nix, uh, out of uh, Fort Worth. Now I think he's in Grand Prairie. But anyway, Sam Nix wrote this song a long time ago. I flew stone. Because I got this, I believe, the vision to name this network, the Fossil Song. I you always use his song. But as Fossil Song play in the background, I want to talk about what happened uh, to me, uh, and I'll make it as brief as possible. Again, co-host, I'm coming to you, and uh, Purcell, uh, my host, uh, double host, I'll come to you as well. Brothers and sisters, years ago when the Father called me to the ministry, I was doing what I felt he was calling me to do, just winning souls left and right. And um, one year I won 70 souls while attending the uh, Holy Tabernacle Church God in Christ. It just just was just trying to just, I thought that was what you do when you call the preachers, win souls. But I didn't know that the Father would give me a message. Uh, you know, we all are called, brothers and sisters, are called to reconcile men to the Father. But this didn't know that we are oftentimes given a message like Apostle Paul was given a uh, he was called to a specific people. A lot of times the Father would give you a specific word. Well, anyway, minding my own business, I uh, came uh, aware of something called Calvary Cathedral downtown Fort Worth, and and that uh, uh, segued into uh, Christian Outreach Center. And just my journey, then I was out of church there for a while because I couldn't get what I really needed uh, being at COC, uh, not that no knocking COC, but the Father was trying to show me some things, and and I didn't know that He would a lot of times 
uh, just put, put you in a place where, well, I couldn't really rely on Pastor King and, and some of the good teaching there. He put me in a place, also with American Airlines, where I had to just really see some things in the church at large, uh, all churches put for the most part. And uh, so he had to do that. And so what happened is I was attending a convention, and uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland, years ago said uh, and I know I've, some of you have heard this over and over and over but again we do this every 10 shows so co-host be patient with your brother tonight but I'll give the short version but anyway Brother Kenneth Copeland says something that convinced said God is getting ready to use the black man like never before and the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first that's what he said God is going to use the black man like that like never before in the first coming, last and last is going to be first. Well, that convention was shouted, shouted. This was 1987. But between 87 and 88, I saw racism in a church. I did not know that racism was in the church. I thought that the church pretty much had a people that were born again. I knew that we had issues and we had mistakes. I knew we failed. But I didn't know that it was a stronghold in the church. This is one of the reasons why I say the Father had to pull me out of all churches there for a while to have to step back and look back into it. And I began to see some things. Well, between 87 and 88, I got the revelation that, yes, church people can be racist. And so at the time, I just thought that was pretty much, I thought white supremacy was pretty much something that white people practiced. I didn't know then that black people can practice it like I knew now. I just saw racism with from my white brothers and sisters. So in Kenneth Copeland, oh, I'm moving too fast. But one thing the Father showed me, brothers and sisters, is that one of the things that uh, I brought so-called, because I know we don't believe on race based upon a color, grouping of people based upon color at this network. But just so everybody understands who I'm talking about. Um, one of the things that so-called white people do is when it's time for your promotion, time for you to get that that blessing, and, and, and they're the ones that are supposed to give it up or give it, or the father may have touched their hearts to do something, a lot of times when it's your time to shine, what they say is one of the things they say when they don't want to be obedient in that area of their life. They'll say, God is getting ready to do something with you, brother. God is getting ready. This is what I would see at Calvary a lot. God is getting ready when it was to, to uh, a friend of mine who was entitled to be a Sunday school teacher there. God is getting ready to, to, to some friends of mine that was entitled to uh, grow in other areas, but it wasn't just Calvary. This is the universal body of Christ. I begin to see this thing where a lot of white brothers and sisters say God is getting ready. So in '88, when Kenneth Copeland came back and said, "This God is getting ready to uh, lift up the black men uh, and, and, and make the first last and last first again," we tore up the convention. But he added something. He said, I got something to tell you black people, but I just can't tell you right now. To this day, I don't know that Kenneth Copeland ever gave a, a grand uh, announcement to black people. So we don't know what that was. So that day, when he said uh, the two things that he that I just mentioned, I went home brokenhearted because I had saw so much racism and this thing, I call it the gospel of delay, where somebody want to give you good news, but it's for the later. Not now, not now, not now. You can't have it now, but later. So uh, uh, with this so-called gospel delay, I was broken heart, brothers and So went home and I prayed. And uh, this is where uh, you come up with the fives and the songs. 
So I asked the Father five questions. I really did. I asked. I don't know if it was five to be honest with you, but I'm pretty sure it was a. It was five. I'm not a hundred percent, y'all. So don't quote me on this. But I do know five topics came out of these five questions. First thing was I said, Father, what is what you're using a black man? You know, are these people toying with us? Are these people messing with our heads, saying you're getting ready to use a black man? I mean, Father, why would you use the black man anyway? I thought you use people based upon their their heart and their character. What's with you using the black man? It sounds like they was toying, don't it? Just be honest, brothers and sisters. God is going to use a black man. Why would the father use the black man? When did the father start looking at color? Remember, it's a social construct made up anyway. So the next thing I asked the father was, can I understand the book of Revelations? I say, Father, I just think a lot of white males and a lot of white people, really, they love you. They're obedient in areas, some areas. But in some areas, Father, they are practicing racism. They practice racism. They love you. They know about the end time prophecy. They know about this. They know about that. But in certain areas, Father, they struggle. Can I understand the book of Revelation? I no longer want to rely on Hilton Sutton, Hal Lindsey, Pat Robinson, and the like. I was done, brothers and sisters, with white people. Where it relates to black people, not just in general, but I found out just like some of y'all, you battle, you have issues, you have closets, you have skeletons in your closet. Certain areas you've struggled with for many, many years, and you love the Father. Well, if you struggle, how do you think some of these people are? So that's when the Father had to reveal to me that a lot of these people really love the Most High, but they struggle in the area of race. So I asked Father, can I send a book of Revelation myself? I don't no longer want to trust TVN, Daystar. And that's when I start my breaking away. Not stop listening altogether, but stop trusting where it has to do with so-called black people. Anything else? I'll listen to them. And that's that's the way it is to this day, to be very honest. I know that the Father can use them, absolutely use them where race is concerned. I know that everybody's so-called white is not disobedient. Please give me a break. I know that. But brothers and sisters, I kid you not, it's a stronghold in America. All right? It comes down to race. A lot of our white brothers and sisters is poisoned by the enemy. And a lot of us are too. Y'all know how I believe white supremacy. It's a philosophy. Anybody can believe it. So, that's the two questions I asked the Father. What's up with the black man? What's, what, uh, uh, can I understand the book of Revelation? Also, I asked him, what's going on, Father? I, I can't trust ABC, NBC. I say, Father, I'm hearing there's such thing as secret society. Is that true? I think back then they called it a new world order. And so, again, brothers and those of you just coming in, uh, thank you for tuning to the Five Soul Network. I'm Brother Seth Cree of the network, just going over why we exist in the first place. We do this every 10 shows. So I had on some guests. Since I have on guests, I figured I'd do it because I do it anyway, you know, but for sure I'll do it when we have on guests so they'll know what's going on. So I asked Father, what is happening in our world? I can't trust these uh, these, these news networks. I knew that they, I knew how they work. You know, rich people owns them, and pretty much what they they only going to say certainly that's controversial for ratings and for money. At the end of the day, it's all about money and news. Whatever news sells, racism sells in America. Problems sell in America. So this is what these news said. They're not going to tell you the true news of the world. So I said, what's going on, Father? What's with this new world order? 
Eustace Mullins wrote a book called New World Order. He used, he spelled his name with the E, Eustace Mullins wrote a book called New World Order. And uh, I had that book. Anyway, to move it right along, I asked the father, was there blacks in the Bible? Now, y'all, those of y'all that see some of these controversial topics that's covered on this network, they're not too controversial, but we talk about things as we say so often that the Father really is saying and have said, but you just can't find them in a lot of our local churches, local uh, educational centers, colleges, high schools. You're not going to find a lot of topics we talk about on this network, and that's what I believe that I'm called to do, talk about those things that the Father really has said and is saying, but you just can't hear them in your colleges, your educational centers, can't hear them in your church, and really can't even hear them in your mosque, those of you that, that worship that way. You can't hear them nowhere on the earth. Let's just put it like that. And so if the Father cannot get a word in his religious institutions, if I can use that word, or in where people are trying to seek truth, what do you what does he do? I think this is one of the reasons social networks was created. Social networks is not a curse, so it's a tool. And it's been used as the, the enemy for the most part, but it can be used as the righteous. Lots of people are getting out the word through social media. And this is where the Father is turning because he can't get his true word out in a lot of these churches, brothers. I'm sorry. So when I asked what's, whether blacks in the Bible, I actually thought Yeshua or Jesus was black. Didn't have no problem. It was white. Didn't have no problems with it. Had him hanging up all over my house, probably over my neck. I don't remember. But I just thought he was white. And didn't have a problem with it. But I, I was asking him about, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? I just thought he was share. Oh, yeah, this group over here that helped the Israelites, they was black. That's what I actually thought. And I was okay with it. So for those of you that's looking at some of those controversial titles and you say, this sounds, this brother racist, I'm going to tell you all this right now. I say this more than any other blog I guarantee in America. I love white people, and I don't apologize for it. I've been accused of being Uncle Tom and whatever, whatever. Nope, this ain't that crazy warp kind of love. I actually genuinely love so-called white people. And I, as I end my show every single time, I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's a reason I say that, because I want to be known as a lover, not a hater. So I had a problem with white people. But I did not know that the Father would show me that that book, the whole Bible, is full of people of color. And where white skin does appear in the Bible, it's not spoken favorably, because it's a recessive trait. Yes, it is, brothers and sisters. And it ain't, though, it ain't them. It ain't them versus us. We are those people. White people are black people with less pigmentation. It's only one family in that garden, and they produce all of us. So white skin is a recessive trait. It's a mutation. We'll talk about that a little later on. So, And then the last question I asked the father was, can I see the world? Can I see the world? Can I see the world? I didn't ask to be in America. I'm tired of these white people lying to me. I can't find out who you are because of white supremacy. I can't find out who I am because of white supremacy. I can't even know brothers and sisters in other countries. I can't even know the world we live in because of everything I learned is through the lens of white people. Can 
I see the world? Can I see another perspective? Well, brothers and sisters, the fast forward, winding this all up. 24 countries later, yes, the Father did say you can see other views. And when I travel to those 24 countries, it's not just that I travel to 24 countries, it's who I met and what they had to say about these very questions. So these five questions is translated to five topics. Obviously, can I see the world is not a topic. The Father just said yes. But the five the five topics that come out of this five these five questions are this. Number one, what's with the with, as far as the father using black man? The father's not using black people because he's black. A black man because he's black. He don't ever participate in that kind of fool, fool uh, foolery. If I can use, use that word. The father is doing a work with black people. It's looking like a black movement because what he is bringing forth right now. A lot of our white brothers and sisters is not going to share it. I said they're not going to share it. And a lot of so-called black churches is not going to talk about it because they're too close to white churches. They're following them too close versus following the most high. So it looks like uh, all these black pastors popping up, these young blacks. No, no. The father ain't using them because they're black. Because of what he's getting ready to do What he's doing He is resurrecting The true house of Israel He is revealing to the world Who they are Folks you cannot understand The book of Revelation If you put those people in Israel right now Into prophecy Bob's going to contradict himself I guarantee you Israel is in exile To this very moment The Bible said they're a great speckled bird. They're going to be of, of all nations. Why? Because he scattered them after four corners. And when they went into captivity, you know what happened in captivity. Was those in power mixed with their women, just like us in slavery. And they're going to look like the whole world. They're the great speckled bird. So when I said, is there any blacks in the Bible? Of course there is. The Bible is full of dark-skinned people. There was no mixing back then because whites hadn't become a nation in Europe. Europe is a baby. There was no Europe. There was thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Those people in that Bible were very dark-skinned people, all of them. There was no olive then. Sorry, not trying to be whatever, but there wasn't because that came as a result of mixing with the Crusades and so forth. So, can I understand the book of Revelation? Of course you can. Um, the topics... And I'll wrap it up here. We talk about who are the Israelites on the network. That's one of the five smooth stones. We talk about white supremacy in a way. I guarantee you never heard it. I don't care who who you've heard teach on white supremacy. I guarantee you. Because ne- ne- we believe that so-called black people are some of the biggest white supremacists because they actually are uh, taught by these people. And how could they be any less racist when that's all we know is what the white men think of everything. We're products of the white man unless you've been born again and you're walking and have renewed your mind after the Holy Spirit. If you're not educated through the scriptures, how can you escape America's teaching and influence on your mind? Hmm. So another thing we talk about is leprosy. 
Bible lepers. And this is where people think, oh, you hate, until they really listen. This is where we prove that all people come from the garden, and that white skin is a receptive trait. So is balling of the head, so is going too tall, so is going too short. Anything that causes body pain, is a recess, it's, it, it came out of sin. Brother Seth, are you saying white skin came out of sin? Absolutely. It don't mean white people. The soul is no less worse off than you. You're not better than them because they are us. We are them. White-skinned people have the same soul as we have. We're the same. But I'm talking about just the skin itself was a result of sin. Brothers and sisters, the sun will kill you if you don't have enough melanin. Brothers and sisters, the sun will kill you if you don't have enough melanin. And we talk about how everybody is one family. It's a, that's a love message. The leprosy series, Bible leprosy. And, and this has nothing to do with leprosy in most of y'all's mind right now because the leprosy in y'all's mind is not what the Bible is talking about because the Bible says in Leviticus 13 and 13, when you're covered with whatever this is that I call, we're calling leprosy, it says you're clean. So it can't be sores because it don't make sense that once your body's covered with sores, Okay, so again, co-hosts and guests will come into you. Just do this. We do this a little special every ten shows, so everybody know what the five song song is all about. Cause we got a lot of new listeners tonight. We, we get it every show, but we don't always go over this every show. So those of you that have been hadn't heard it, here we go. Okay, wrapping up. We talk about. We talk about the Hebrew, talk about leprosy, one world government. How can I how can I forget that? How one world government is nothing more than a fake kingdom of God. It's these people that want to take over the world. Remember I asked the Father, what about the New World Order? Well, that's true. There is a New World Order. There are secret societies, and most of the secrets of uh, these uh, societies are held in Europe or in white countries. Why do you think that is? Because they hold the truth to who people are. They have the... They, the, the the father, when he called the punishment on Israel, he said he would, he would hear to the nations of the north, and they have secrets. The secrets are who we are, who they are, what happened in the world. They burned down that, the, the, the Alexander, the libraries in Alexandria and all over the world. They knocked off, they disfigured uh, very uh, prominent statues all over the world because they had to change the narrative. That's the New World Order, and they're mostly, you never hear of no secret societies, no Africa, no India, no China. So it's a reason why, because those from the north, the Bible says, woe, he's that coming from the north, the whirlwind coming from the north. Uh, so, brothers and sisters, the new world order, and the last thing we talk about is the kingdom of God, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, which is a solution to all of this. This is why we do what we do. This is what we call the five smooth stones. Those stones are smooth. They are smooth. They are smooth. It's not all we talk about. It's not all we talk about. I say it's not all we talk about, but it is. What we talk about the most right here on the Five Suits on Network. So that is what we do. So tonight, again, we're talking about miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare. Really and truly, you can't understand that unless you understand the New World Order because some of y'all just think it's too it's too unbelievable that the people would do such things. So let's get into it. Let's bring on, go to our phone lines. Play a little music here. Going to Cincinnati. This is Brother Purcell Porsche, Brother Purcell. Your line is open, Brother. Welcome. 
to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another, here we go again. Our Miracles, Devils, Angels, Spiritual Warfare, Real, Part 2. Say hello to the people, brother. Quickly, in about a minute. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the this Lord, brother. Boy, Ambassador Priscilla Lindell Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, with Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we are mission is to help to bring the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Uh, we bring you greetings, shalom. Um, thank you, Seth, once again for the opportunity to break bread, break bread with your listeners and our, uh, our other co-hosts. Um, follow us, y'all. Follow us. Follow the Five Smooth Stones Network. Call in. Give us your comments. Uh, ask your questions. Um, Let's get after this thing. Let's let's get some understanding. The Bible said, "In all you're getting, get understanding," and uh, that's my mission. It's to get understanding. But my ultimate mission is found in the Book of Proverbs, the 16th chapter, and the seventh verse. And it says, "When a man's ways please the Lord, He will make even his enemies to be at peace with Him." So my mission is to please God. My mission is to please God. And we know that the scripture tells us that it's impossible to please him without faith. So we want to tap into your faith tonight. Uh, We want to travel on on some uncharted territory, if you will, or very limitedly traveled territory, if you will, this stuff is, it ain't spooky. Some people believe it is, though. They believe it's ghosts and goblins and Karen. No, it ain't that type of party. Okay, so um, this this type of conversation breaks up friendship. This type of conversation causes people to leave your church. It's very, very, very controversial to the carnal mind. I'm going to say that one more time. It's very controversial to the carnal mind. And we know that the Bible said a carnal mind is, is enmity with God. So, again, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Dale Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. We bring you greetings. Thought Life Kingdom Ministries. We love you. We love you. We love you. Listen to us. Call in. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the Five Smooth Stones Network as well, and I appreciate what God is doing with the with the Five Smooth Stones Network because what I believe God is doing with the Five Smooth Stones Network, and I've said this before on the air, I believe that the Five Smooth Stones Network is actually literally shifting the atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate those words, Brother Purcell. 
And I really agree with you. I really agree with you. And I think people will going to agree with you for this show is over with, especially what you just said. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. We have guests on tonight. Uh, we have, first of all, um, let me just do this because I want I want to just get our co-host on. Brother John is going to be leaving us early, y'all tonight. He has something that he ca- that he has planned, and so I want to see him to just say hello to everybody. But he won't be if he comments. We'll see, Brother John. Don't press one. I'm come to you, and uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry. So let's do this. Let's bring them on really quick, and then we're going to bring on our guests. Okay, uh, Brother John, your line is open. You can go ahead and and uh, say hello to the people, please. Brother John, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Okay. All right, Brother John, I don't know what's going on. Sometimes people still step away. So let's go to Brother Kenwin Casper, all the way in Tyler, Texas. Brother Kenwin, go ahead and say hello to the people. Your line is open, brother. All right. Shalom, shalom, family. Uh, good shalom. to be in, and I'm excited to get into it, man. Uh, yeah, peace and blessings to all. All right. Yes, yes. Well, Brother Kenwood, always welcome to have you in the house. You're the youngest out of us, but like I say so often, Brother, you're more than welcome. And, y'all, this is that co-host, that, that, that another one of our co-hosts. All of us believe that we are the people of that Bible, and this is who the, some of the people the Father brought into my life once I begin to start working out here in the vineyard, and so I'm thankful for him. Let's go to, back to the phone lines and bring on our guest, which is Ronnie and Cassandra McCray. Uh, from let's see here, let's see, make sure I got their lines, the right line. Okay, I got the right line. All righty, uh, brother Ronnie and sister Cassandra, are you in the house? We are in the house. How are you tonight? Can you hear us? I'm doing great, doing greater now. That I hear your voice all crispy, clear. How you doing, brother and sister Cassandra? We're doing fine here. Hello, brother Turner. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear y'all's voice. It's been a while since I talked with y'all. Y'all, just so y'all know, Brother Ronnie and I used to worship over at Christian Ivory Center with uh, Brother Elishua, who's not on the line tonight. Uh, Brother Ronnie know him as Brother Gary. He's since go by the name of Elishua. But Brother Gary Ellison was at COC, Christian Ivory Center, under the teaching of the one and only uh, Pastor uh, Johnny King. And so... Uh, Sister Rose King, his wife, was just on not too long ago, and uh, I reconnected with Brother Ronnie. It's good to hear his voice. Y'all go ahead and say uh, how to get a hold of you because we like to do that because we get to talk and sometimes we forget. Let everybody know. Just give us a quick minute or two intro of uh, of the ministry and, and how to get a hold of you. Y'all can take turns with that, please. Okay. Uh, we are on Facebook Live. And we are on YouTube also. In the name of the ministry that we uh, that we pastor over is Marvel Faith Outreach Center Church, and we deal with going back to the very beginning of uh, how Jesus commissioned the church to go out and teach and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and where miracles yes, are yes. going to be performed. And they're happening each and every day that we uh, uh, minister the word. Absolutely. Good to hear. Yeah, and we uh, are, are missions, uh, 
statement there or, or, or the word that we go by are it's Mark 16 verses 17 and 18. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay. And so that is our mission. That is our mission. But um, feel free to contact us on Facebook. Uh, you can locate us on YouTube. Uh, we have Bible called War. It's the word, the application of the word and rewards. Um, and it's teaching people how to apply the word to their everyday lives. And we co- hold that on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. And then we have corporate prayer on Monday nights at 7.30 Central Time. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Five Swim Stone Network, uh, pastors, both of you. And uh, I just, again, want to thank you for accepting the invitation at such a late notice. I, never, I don't know I'm going to move that late, but thank you for coming on. I want to get it right into this because I have to do that uh, intro, and, and I'm sure somebody appreciate that because some people want to know, well, who are you or why do y'all do what you do? And so now you know, brothers and sisters, though, why, what the five smooth stones is all about. David had five smooth stones and brought down his giant. Any one of those can bring down the giant of white supremacy in America uh, and not any other giant, to be honest with you. Okay, so tonight we're talking about, uh, again, miracles spiritual warfare we hit earlier um why the why why it's needed uh, and and I'm and I don't want to spend a lot of time with that because if anybody don't know we don't we need miracles and discerning uh, uh to, to know when evil spirits are around or to work with angels that have been sent to our earth uh for those that be uh to those that be minister uh oh, I got some of my ear here I'm listening to myself and I'm talking it's kind of difficult so let me pull out my earpiece if people don't know by now that we need miracles, we need to show enough to get the Father's uh, uh, Ruach HaKadosh, our Holy Spirit, uh, Hebrew, when I say Ruach HaKadosh, I'm just meaning Holy Spirit. Uh, we need that, that Holy Spirit in our life, leading, guiding us, uh, ain't out of truth. And we need angels. Sometimes people get angels uh, mixed up with the Holy Spirit's job. Holy, I believe that I believe this is Brother Seth talking now. I guess, and our co-host, Brother Kenwin Casterberry, and Brother Purcell may think different, but I actually believe that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakodesh, we call Holy Spirit, is sent to us to comfort us, to lead us to all truth, as Christ said it would. I think angels is who's in charge of our safety. A lot of times when you hear uh, "Go here, go there," we saying that's the Holy Spirit, but just like devils tell us stuff, demons tell us stuff. Uh, Holy Spirit, I mean, angels do the same thing. They're spirits as well. So a lot of times spirits speak to our spirits, and we, uh, 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 we, we're we saved uh, from danger. There's angels. I think I do think angels appear to people, but I don't think that's the only thing they do. I think they can speak their spirits, folks, their spirits. And so I believe that angels are in charge of our safety. When people say, the Holy Spirit say turn left, the Holy Spirit say, I, I really I, I understand what they're doing. I don't understand what they're saying, but it really doesn't matter which is doing as long as you're being saved. But to be technically, uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit uh, leading, guiding us into our truth. And I think angels are the ones that's in charge of our safety. But it doesn't matter if you think the angels, uh, Holy Spirit, protect you, uh, lead you, got out of danger, that's fine. I just, just know that the Bible says he knows the deep things of the Father and he teaches us. We need it. We need all of that. Everything I just said, however way you agree with it or see it or, 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 or articulate it, we need it, we need it, we need it. So my guest on tonight, 
the McCrays is going to talk about eyewitness accounts of different miracles they've experienced. And, uh, folks, if you want to hear why is this important, why are y'all doing this show, that's part one. We can't repeat what we did in part one and part two. We talked about the need for We talked about the muscles of, of American technology and all this stuff these people are showing our kids and how they swept them off their feet. And they don't want to hear no church folk because at the end of the day, we don't have the power mm. and no you don't want to go to the father and serve the father and seek people out for the signs and wonders like christ said but these young folk they're not gonna hear you until you show up with the power it reminds me of t.l Osborne who went to india and he was talking about how the father's real the father's gonna do this and the father's dead and christ loved you and he came and died and they said yeah we know christ you know, we know about him, but he's not the savior of the world. He's just a good prophet because he was Muslim and so forth. And these people begin to do all types of miracles and walk through fire and stick things in their skin. And, and they were saying, this is what our God allow us to do. What can your God do? And uh, T.L. and Daisy would say, you don't understand. He loves you. He died for you. And they said, no, we heard of Jesus, but we don't believe he's a son of God. We believe he was a prophet. So they begin to do all these things with, with power of the mind and T.L. and Davis Osmond came back to the United States defeated. Brother Kenwin Casper and Brother Purcell Pochet and my guest, Brother T.L. Osmond, who they say have witnessed to more people face-to-face from the standpoint of winning people over to the, to the, to the, to the Father than Jesus or Yeshua himself. They say this man had won more so than James Robinson, Billy Graham, all of them, because T.L. Osmond used to minister to 100,000 a day. He just stayed in Africa. He never lived in the States. That's why people don't know him. So he came back to the States. Again, this is why we need power. He came back to the States, Purcell, and he met a guy named William Brannan. William Brannan taught him about how the Father wanted all people healed and began to, and they saw the miracles. This was back when Oral Roberts was doing this thing, and A.A. Allen and Jack Cole and all these people. William Brennan was one of the main, if he wasn't their teacher, he was one he was in right in the mix with them, right after Azusa. Well, T.L. Osmond took miracles to India, took miracles to Africa, and it's all history. He was able to win thousands. So, fast forward to today, 2022, people, young people, older people, they've had enough of this church stuff. They want to know. Where's the power? So tonight, I want to lean heavy on eyewitness accounts. Let's not talk about fake and phonies one time, because we already know about fake and phonies. That's why people don't believe. We don't want to talk about that one time. I really don't want to talk about the need no more, uh, because everybody sees it's needed. Now, let's talk about what have he done for you? What has he done for you? And so, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I'll go first, and I'll just share uh, this uh, uh, again. It don't have to be a healing. It don't have to be. Uh, it don't have to be a, a demon cast out. It don't have to be an angelic uh, visitation. It could be either one of them. It could just be spiritual warfare. Just some you perceive. Okay. So I want to start off by telling a story. I always tell this story, and uh, the person who is involved in this story, I'm going to change their name because she is. I highly respect her now, 
and she's have she owns a, she she's doing well out here in Washington, and I do not want to halfway slip up to say her name, but we was at a Kenakopa convention. It happened to be at the same minister's convention. Uh, I do go to other conventions, and so you don't think that's the only convention I ever went to, brothers and sisters, but I was at this convention. Now, this is when the Holy Spirit comes over an individual, and he rises up in that individual if they're submissive, and he will a lot of time impart these nine gifts of the Spirit, one of which is the discerning of spirit. So the McCrae's, uh this is what happened to me. Um, y'all could have very well been at this convention because this was back when Ronnie was, I think, going to CLC. But anyway, I we had just prayed, had a wonderful time at the convention. Kenneth Copeland just shared the word. It might have been Fred Price's. He has all types of people at this convention. But one of those nights we was done, and I want to show y'all how evil spirits are real. And I don't want to scare y'all or make y'all more, give the enemy more credit than uh, the father. It's not for that reason. It's to just show you the realness of this. So watch what happens. So anyway, we're all praying after the convention because sometime after the convention, you want to keep praying and keep laying before the fathers. They say sometimes you go to the altar and just lay and pray because you still uh, 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 thinking about what you just heard and people being delivered and set free. So who's all holding hands by eight of us? And Brother Elishua was one of them. He's no longer. He's not on the line right now. Brother Gary was one of them. So we was praying, Sister Helen. Uh, I don't know if you, brother, brother uh, Riley. Do you know Sister Helen? Uh, what is her last name? Burgess, I think. No, not Burgess. Helen. Uh, Helen Chapman. Absolutely, absolutely. Dark skinned Sister Helen. Yeah, Sister Helen. Uh, anyway, I won't mention too many names because somebody will be able to determine who I'm talking about. Right. But, she was a part of this. So all this is eyewitness. Even the forward police got involved here in a little bit. So watch what's about to happen. So we all holding hands and we're praying, praying, praying. And I kind of walk away because I feel like, okay, I'm done praying. I'm ready to go. But I, I, I was patient because they were still praying and I was allowed. Well, one sister, I'm going to call her Sister uh, Denise. Uh, that's not her name, but I'm just making up a name. But Sister Denise went out in the spirit. We was all holding a hand, and she just fell out. And so uh, I didn't think none of it. Nobody threw none of it. Somebody just threw something over her because that's what they do at the church. They throw something over the lady so, you know, legs want to be all out or whatever. Well, I'll make the long story short, brothers and sisters, I was staring up at a sign, I think, or something. I was, I seemed like I was looking up or something, and it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I knew that 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 when Sister Denise went out, that was not of God. It was demonic. I felt it so strong. I knew it as clear as I knew I had on shoes. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I just, it was a knowing. It was, there was not a doubt in my mind. Just like my own name, there's no doubt I know what my name is. So I looked back, and she was on the ground, and I was saying, Wow, that's the enemy. I, I, so I felt it first. It just came over me like woof. And then I acted. I said, hey, y'all, uh, who who touched Sister Denise? And they said, what do you mean? It's all praying, Seth. I said, but I don't know. Who touched Denise? Who touched her? And they said, well, that guy there was touched. He was holding her hand. And, and he just so happened, brothers and sisters, to be a white gentleman. I'm trying to make this fast. 
doesn't mean that because he was white. He could have been whatever. He happens to be a white guy. Then the other person that was touching her hand, I knew. So I didn't question the other person because I knew them, but I didn't know who he was. So I'm thinking he did something to cause his spirit to go into this sister that we call, I almost said her name, uh, we call her spiritual Denise. Let's just say that. We call her spiritual in her name because she was so much a, a woman of God. I hate to say it, but, you know, uh, that she was, y'all. So why would this happen to her? So I'm talking to this guy like, who are you? Who are you? And he said, well, who are you? And I said, well, I don't mean no harm, but this is of the devil. And everybody looked at me like, Seth, Seth, come on. I said, no, this right here is not of God. I'm looking at her. She looked like she's out in the spirit. I said, this is not of God. So he says, I said, well, sir, what, what, what church you go to? So finally I, I let up off him because he, he just was a believer there worshiping like we were. So I did some very stupid, Sister uh, Cassandra and, and Brother Kenwin and Brother uh, uh, Purcell and Brother Ronnie. I did something you never do at a church. You never do this. I picked her up, and I took her outside Fort Worth Convention Center where they got those fountains at. Brother, Sister uh, Cassandra and Brother Ronnie, y'all know where those fountains are in front of Fort Worth, uh, at Fort Worth Convention Center. They got two yes, fountains. Yeah, when you first walk in, they got two fountains. Well, I took her to the to the fountain, to one of those fountains, I just sit holding this female, a male, that don't look very good at a convention. And I was just kind of praying, Father, deliver her, deliver her, deliver Denise, help her, help her, Father, help her. I know what to do. I, I, I never, I don't think I, I know I had that one experience at the library. I'm going to share that too after you guys share. But I didn't know what to do. So mainly, Make the long story short, I probably was out there 15 minutes with her. And then people started gathering around because they saw her acting like a limp noodle, like she was dead, really, or, or fainting or something. They didn't know. They just came praying. So people started praying for her healing and thinking she was sick. And so finally, I let her go. I gave her to her boyfriend. I gave her to her boyfriend. Now, her boyfriend was known at COC and really all over the city as a powerful fireball. I mean, this they was on fire or he was on fire for the for, for the father for real, so I gave her to him. It's better she is held by him than me, and so he started to pray. Now listen, what we was praying, we was praying. This is part of the problem. We was praying for her healing. Some people was praying for the devil. Some people was praying for her to continue the father using her and using doing a work in her that he started in the convention. Finish the work, Father, you're doing at the convention. Finish the work, because some people knew we was praying, and she went out of spirit. And there's nothing more, Seth, than her, he's just finishing the work. But I knew it was evil spirit, so I walked away. So I walked from one fountain down to the other one, kind of just praying under my breath, like, Father, I know what you show me, but these people are praying for her healing. This is a demon. Father, help her, help Denise, deliver her, deliver her. And, y'all, I kept walking back and forth, back and forth, and finally watch what happened. Everybody on the phone lines, listen to what is about to happen. This girl started acting like a snake. She started curving her back and her body like something had took over her body. To the degree, her boyfriend put her on the ground. Now, you got to know who we're talking about. This is a believer. He put her on the ground. He had to kind of walk away from that. Keep in mind, that's her boyfriend. He know her. 
He had, but he was a man of, of God, so he began to point at her and say, I command you. So now we know it's a spirit. Now watch what happened to all these so, all these people. There's a bunch of, not that it matters, not that it matters, but it was predominantly white people. Everybody had their Bible. We just can't finish a convention, y'all. So you know the look of the Kenneth Convention is mostly white. So it was about 40 people around praying. Someone was black, but mostly white. I'm trying to get y'all to give you a picture of this. Now, you know how white people are in, uh, under certain circumstances with like this, and that's why I'm using white and black, y'all, for no other reason. They ran. Oh, my God. They took off. Listen to me. Believers ran. They took off running. They ran from the fountain over to where they collected the tickets at. And y'all know it's a good little distance. All these people scattered. There was nobody around her but her boyfriend and myself. That's how traumatic this was. So this girl started talking, and what was saying, something was talking to her saying, I'm going to destroy Denise. I'm going to destroy Denise. She was saying all kind of crazy things, all right? Now, slowly but surely, because I guess we realized we were at a believers convention, and y'all acting like cowards, so they began to start coming back to her, and everybody was praying. But she was on the ground. A taxi driver pulls up. All he sees is he was a black guy, big black. That's why I mentioned colors, because it makes more sense if I talk, well, say what color these people were, because you know there's certain mindsets we bought into. So the cab driver pulls up, and all he sees is a black girl on the ground, and all these white people over, and a few black people. He said, "Yo, get, you don't, I don't remember if he said yo. I want to tell her, yeah. try to get him right." But he said, "Get up off my sister! Get up off my sister! What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing?" And I said to him, "Brother, this is not what you think. This sister, we just come from church, and it's a spirit uh, to have attacked her." He said, oh, "Man, get up off her! Man, get her off the ground! Man, what are y'all doing?" So right when he was saying that to us, moving people away, literally pushing people away because he was tired of us. He was saying, get out of the way, pushing everybody back. Police pull up. Forward police pull up. And they see, and they say, excuse me, excuse me, by now it's a little dark. And so they say, excuse me, back up, back up everybody. And so they move him out of the way, they move me out of the way, they move everybody. And when they shine the light on this girl, and saw her eyes, and saw what was happening to her body, they were terrified, terrified. And they looked at me because I was trying, I was probably doing the most talking about her, like, you know, she's all right, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they said, what do you want us to do? I'm looking at them like, sir, I'm not in charge. We just left a convention. You know, they had locked the convention. These police officers, I didn't know they can do this. They reopened the convention center. They made some calls. They reopened the convention center to put her across. They said, well, we do need to get up off the ground. So I guess because the taxi driver. Make the long story short. Y'all, I'm, 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 miss, I'm letting out a whole bunch of facts. I'm just trying to wrap up because I want to hear from Purcell. I want to hear from our guests. So we got her uh, in the car. Somebody said, let's take her to the pastor. We, we tried to pray for her. We could not get those spirits out. The spirits kept taunting us. So we put her in the car, and we were riding to West Fort Worth where somebody said, take her to this pastor. I know you can cast her out. So we all in the car. Brother Gary was one of the people in the car and other people. And all of a sudden, we started, I started, I was holding her in the back seat. They was in the front seat. I think somebody else was in the back. And we just talked. We all felt defeated. So those of you that say, oh, you trying to boast, I just told you we felt defeated. We did not cast this thing out. 
So we're in the car, and I'm talking. We all just kind of quiet because we feel like, man, we ain't got no power. So I says this to Denise. Denise, we're not going to give up. We're going to get you delivered tonight. We love you. When I said the words, we love you, we nearly wrecked. The girls start kicking like crazy. Nobody loved me. Nobody loved me. Or nobody loved her. I think it was something. The spirit just started talking and just it, it, it started like crying. And it, 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 it was not quite in her voice. It was scary, y'all. It really was. But because we knew that we got to rise out of this thing when we said we love you, we just kept saying it. Yes, we love Yes, we love uh, Denise. Yes, yes, yes. And we just tormented it all the way since we couldn't get it out. Well, when we pull up, finally at the pastor's house, I'm, I'm, I'm fast and all, fast forward and all this. Somebody said this. Somebody said, they look like, uh, I don't want to mention names too much because y'all may know who we're talking about. Somebody said, they look like uh, James Carr. That looked like James Carr. That's not his name. And this spirit said, James. Oh, no, not James. Oh, no, not James. And I'm thinking to myself, who is James? That this spirit is crying like this, like he don't want to face James. So I made it my business to find out who this person is and why this spirit is tormenting like this. So found out later that was a fasting brother given to fasting. A lot of people know who I'm talking about if I just mention his name. He was a fireball back in the day. And so he was one of the ones called over to this pastor's house to pray over the sister. Make the long story short, we took her there. She got delivered. And uh, that's pretty much the end of the story. Well, I'll end it there. So I want to go round robin to the co-host and get feedback on what I just said. Make it no more than a minute because we want to turn it over to Purcell or the guests and they share their accounts. So, Brother Kenwin, let's do it like this. Um, uh, first of all, let's just go. Let's try Brother John again. I really, he I know he has to go, but I really want his uh, uh uh, to send in on this again, brother John. No more about a minute to just uh, comment on what you've just heard. If your line is, if you're there on the line, brother John, go right ahead. Hey, brother Seth, how are you doing? Okay, I'm doing great, brother. Good to hear your voice. Hey, good. Likewise, good to be back on the show. Um, what's up for everyone that's on the line? Um, obviously, my frequent flyers have been. The uh, the guest that you brought on, who unfortunately I didn't catch the names, but it's good to uh, uh, be speaking with all parties on the line. There's so Ronnie much and said about Cassandra that McCray. Ronnie passes Ronnie and Cassandra so McCray. Ronnie and Cassandra, good to meet you all both. Um, this is a particular story. Now I know Seth well enough to have heard this story before. <clears throat> it's a telling story, in my opinion. A very telling story and while there's a lot of things to be said I think the only thing that I want to draw our attention to is power and a lack thereof gifts and a lack thereof what 
to me is important about this story is Seth was given the gift of the discerning of spirits. He was the only one who was able to see that, that this person, Denise, as it were, um, had a spirit inside of her, and everyone else just kind of went with what the naked eye or the, the ear would produce as far as an understanding of the situation. And that's the reason why, in spite of what I have to do today, I wanted to be on this particular show because, as you all well know, last show we were not talking about the quote-unquote lack thereof. We only talked about the things that pertain to the spirit, its ability to give power and the gift to the believer, and it was more of an uplifting show. And I had things that I wanted to say, but I did not say them, but I'll say them now. It's not to be raised. Let me say this, because you went on the first three minutes, and out of respect for you, and I don't want everybody heard something you didn't hear. Again, this show, too, is not to talk about the phoniness, the fakeness. And now, if you want to talk about how certain people have the gift, that's fine. But I don't want to spend any time, no time, talking about people that's phony, that's fake, uh, that's not, how some is not real, because everybody know that, and this is why they don't believe. This is why we don't operate in it. So I know that you had had some serious information that you was going to share with us about some of that, but I really, really, really want to stick with those that have seen some things that is real, that's powerful. That's where we're at right now. Well, it's I been a pleasure. That, I, did, I did say that earlier, you, you missed that. My it, bad. It, that's okay. But last show, last show, um, I spent two hours of listening and respecting the direction because I knew where the direction was going this week. However, if the direction has changed, I can respect that. And so I'll leave, every, I'll leave everyone to their recount of whatever the scenarios were, and I'll just leave that be. Yeah, and John, Brother John, just so you know, because everybody, let me just share this really quickly. Just to let y'all know, Brother John, let me tell you how serious I am to almost do what you're saying. What Brother John is talking about is, is exposing some things out here that is false, that's got a lot of people doubting. And I actually have some clips I was going to play of a movie called Leap of Faith where it's some of the tricks that ministers do. And some of some of these people are very gifted people, and I'm literally not going to play it because time you look up time will have gone. I said to myself, if I don't do nothing else, I want to do a show where people hear, this is what happened to me. Bam, this is what I got about nine miracles that just like I just shared with y'all. That when I share them, if you're not careful, it could scare you if it's about demons, but it ain't all about demons. It's, it's, it's some miracles, too, that the Father did. I want people to hear what the Father is doing that's not phony, Brother John. So I appreciate your patience, man. I know you want to expose. I was raised up around people like John talking about Prayer Faith Temple, Fort Worth, Texas. I was raised up around people, Sister Lucy, hand bleeding and just all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I got a Ph.D. in it. But I want to hear from the McCrays and, and you and anybody that has bona fide 
miracles from the Most High. So, Brother John, I appreciate that. So, just so you know that, okay? Not a problem. No problem. All right, I want I want to turn to the McCrays at this time because their guests uh, will will come to Purcell and uh, brother uh, uh, um, brother. Let me just do this. Let me go to um, Craze first and let them share. Uh, and then we'll come to the regulars, uh, Brother uh, Purcell and Brother Kenwin Casper, after the McCray, since they are new. Okay, so Brother Ronnie, it's in your hand, uh, Sister Cassandra. Again, what have the fathers shared with you that you, uh, showed you or done for you with regards to miracles or the presence of evil spirits or angels or spiritual warfare, please? Yeah, we we want, we want to share a, a uh, experience of a deliverance of an eight-year-old girl who was demon-possessed. And we were called in just like uh, uh, oh, you were called in or, or you had to call somebody in. The, we had a, we had a, uh, a minister at, at our church that we go to or where we went to eight years ago, and they called us in and said, we have a, uh, we have a girl who is uh, possessed by a demon and that family member, uh, I believe it was her mother and father was involved in witchcraft, anything like that, but uh, the child was uh, manifesting in the home, and nobody knew what to do except for uh, the grandmother. The grandmother said, I know that uh, this child needs to be delivered from this demon, so they brought it to uh, one of the ministers at the church that we attended at that time. And uh, she called us. He said, I know that I can't get this demon out of this young girl by myself. She tried by herself to get this demon out of this young, this young girl who was eight years old. And she couldn't do it. So she called, she called us. And we came in and we saw that the girl, was she just started talking, she, she was talking out of her own voice. The demon was talking through the, uh, the voice of this young girl, so an eight-year-old girl, just picture an eight-year-old girl, just talking like a normal eight-year-old girl, and the next thing you know, after we started the praying and everything like that, and, uh, it, it, took a, it took a little season, but guess who started to manifest? The little girl went back inside, and the demon manifested outside of this girl, and then uh, we... we uh, basically prayed the blood of Jesus Christ over this young girl. And she just, she was conversating with us and everything like that. And we told her, you got to leave. And he says, I am not leaving. And push comes to shove. You know, we, we, we prayed and prayed. And the next thing you know, uh, you can, st- you can uh, step in. Cause uh, my wife was uh, uh, helping, helping us deliver this young girl and uh, chime in with, uh, yeah, well, just to add to that, um, we did call in a team of intercessors to come in there, and we prayed uh, fervently before we took on this endeavor. So I want to warn anybody, anybody, because I had to pray long and hard. The reason we were called in was because we had a testimony of another deliverance that we had previous to that. And so the church learned that we had experience in that. But what they didn't know was that that was our first deliverance. So you have to be prayed up, and you can't be fearful. I mean, that first time we had to really pray about that, I had to really pray because I said, God, this is my first time. I've never done this before. You're going to have to go before me. You're going to have to strengthen me so that I won't be fearful. Well, when it came to deliver this little girl, 
um, you know, there were so many pastors, people who were in there who had been in the church for 30 years. You know, they had been in some of the mega uh, temples, you know, and I was like, I'm surely they've had these type of things happen every day. But none of them were prepared to cast this demon out. So, you know, it was some fervent praying and some really, you know, getting tough with this demon that was in here. And we had to be stronger and exhaust this demon before that demon would be cast out. I mean, it pretended to be gone and everything. And the more we kept praying and everything, it kept showing up. And we had to really pray. And I tell you, it it must have been a good six, seven hours. It took a long time. Let me say this because uh, uh, let me play. Uh, I have to think like a caller. I have to think like people listening to the show and that want to ask questions. Even this may not. This is not necessarily my question, but others. Okay, so know that I'm doing what Oprah does. She'll ask questions, and everybody knows Oprah knows that we answer to. Now that I'm an Oprah fan, but y'all know what I mean. So when you say, Brother Ronnie and Sister Cassandra, uh, that it took over her voice. All right, what was she saying? What was it saying through her? Well, I know that I was talking to her at the time that the demon manifested because I was telling the little girl to ignore what was happening and to repeat after me. So what I would tell her say, I love Jesus. I belong to Jesus, right? Jesus is my Savior. I kept having her to say the name Jesus. And that's when I would see her eyes roll back in the back of her head and everything. And I knew that something was going to say, well, there it is. I said, we know that it's really there. But the little girl, she would, um, the, the demon would use her voice and say things like, grandmother, grandmother, they're hurting me. You know, things like that was manipulating her grandmother. And so I had to ask her grandmother to stand outside the door. But I left the door cracked so that the grandmother could see everything that was happening. But then the demon eventually said straight to my face, shut up, right? And it wasn't just shut up, but it was in those words. I said, you shut up. And so, you know, we were going back and forth. But whatever the the demon came to me, I I doubled the force, right? And then I would start talking to the little girl again. So, I mean, he was saying, I'm not coming out. You know, it was all kinds of things. I'm not leaving. You know, just little statements like that. Uh, But it wasn't, it was no longer in her voice. It was in a demonic voice. Okay, so you, you, yeah, because I think Ronnie was saying it was in her voice. Okay, maybe I heard him wrong, but I thought he said in her voice. She started out, the manipulation the manipulation of trying to get up, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. Those kind of things were in her voice. voice. So he basically, the demon was speaking through her voice. Uh, it was uh, to manipulate. Yes, to keep us from actually digging deeper into what was keeping the girl from receiving deliverance. So we right. figured, so we figured, say, well, since the little girl is talking, the demon is not manifesting, and that's what happens a lot of times now today to where uh, a demon will use that person's voice. It's just right. like uh, in the situation with, uh, when uh, Jesus had to uh, talk with Peter and say, I re- uh, 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 Satan, <laughs> uh, I rebuke you. See, Peter was talking, you know, Peter was saying, uh, you don't have to go to the cross, but Jesus knew who was using Peter's actual voice 
to talk through. So sometimes, good, good good so, sometimes so, so sometimes you're going to have to go beyond that person who you're trying to deliver because the demon will talk to you in that person's voice hiding so he don't have to be delivered. So, and that's, I'm glad so, this, so this was so this was happening with the little girl, figuring that uh, these people know who I am. So, but you know, once she started, uh, when my wife started to uh, ask the girl, saying, "Say Jesus," that demon had it, it had to manifest. It had to Absolutely. manifest. Let me say this uh, to everybody listening again: You've tuned to the Possums on Network. I'm Brother Seth on the Creative Network. But I have on co-host, which is Brother Purcell Porsche, all the way in Cincinnati. Brother uh, Kenwin Casper in Tyler, Texas. And I have on some guests. I have on guests. And the guest is Ronnie and Cassandra McCray. They're here tonight to talk about um, those topics. Are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? They're here to talk about that topic. So tonight, if you have any questions or comments, press 1. We'll bring you on the phone lines. You can question the guest or the co-host or myself. Uh, those of you listening online, because I know you're listening online, and you're saying, man, I've got a question, i got a question, call the phone number right in front of you, 914-205-5590, 914-205-5590. Nine, I just want to say two things. Number one, Brother Ronnie or Sister Cassandra, I forget which one of them said, um, um, how, the, how they asked for food, and, and uh, you're hurting me. Uh, Sister Cassandra was uh, saying, uh, the, the girl, little girl said, you hurting me. And I know some of y'all thinking, you were hurting her. I know somebody out there thinking that y'all were hurting This is all a mind thing. Let me tell you something. If you ever experience this, there will not be a doubt in your mind. Now, when I first felt Denise go out in the spirit, there was not a doubt in my mind. But everybody else doubted, right? Everybody else thought I was crazy. When that thing manifested, there was not a doubt in anyone's mind. The police officer, the taxi driver, all of the everybody was on one call. We knew there was a demon. So when you hear a little eight-year-old acting and doing the things she's doing, you won't have no doubt. So just so y'all know, we wasn't, I'm sure the McCrae's one just messing over, playing mind games with some eight-year-old. This is serious, serious business. So I want to say this. Because uh, my, my wife said something to me, and I said, "Oh, that's good. Text me that so I remember to say it on the show. She said, but don't forget the evil spirits. A lot of times they talk in the first person. When they talk in the first person, let me explain what that means. Every thought you get is not your thought. Everything you hear is not yours. Evil spirits can't reach your mind, true. But they can speak things into your spirit. They are spirit. You are spirit. And a spirit can speak with a spirit. Like I say, an angel can say, turn here, go there. A lot of times you'll turn here, go there, and you'll see you hear something happen. And you say, you know what, a voice told me to do this. Or sometimes you didn't leave, and there's a problem. And you say, you know what, something told me. I'm telling you all, we are in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's called spiritual warfare. You, you, can, you can like it or hate it or try to deny it or run from it, but you're still in it. I'd rather know what the enemy is doing than to be oblivious walking around the battlefield just like stepping on landmines, don't even know. So it's good to know and remember, whatever you get out of this show, 
outside of love, that's the number one message we want to put out to everybody listening. But outside of love for you, we want you to know, fear not. Greater is he that is in you, he that is working around you, he that is working through you, if you're a believer, than he that is in the world. The enemy is no match. Really and truly, if we are fasting and prayed up, to be very honestly, it's not even a matter of you having to wrestle with them. I know the McCrae's that they those hours with that first one, but I'm sure they can tell you other times it was went pretty quickly. It's just the enemy. It's just the enemy. And once you choose Christ, your will trumps all evil spirits. They have got to go. And the Holy Spirit drives out a lot of spirits. And I think y'all heard me talk about the one situation, uh, yeah, the other show. But let's do this. Let's go to Brother Purcell. He's been quiet for a while. And we'll hear from him. Um, uh, Brother Purcell, you see who we got in the house. So this guest is no stranger to spiritual warfare. So we want them to go a little longer. And then we'll come to uh, Brother Kenwin after you. But go ahead and comment or share anything you have. And then we'll come uh, go to Brother Kenwin. Then we'll go back to our guest. Brother Purcell, please. Okay. Uh, my my take is um, this particular topic relies very heavily on the faith of the individual. The faith of the individual and the Holy Ghost. Um, the guests would not have been able to weather that storm had they not been full of the Holy Ghost. I understand that we have to be prayed up, but we have to be full of the Holy Ghost because it's the the Holy Ghost that will show us what we can't with our naked eyes, which is why Seth was able to recognize the situation when the young lady fell out. It was the it was the Spirit of God that revealed that to you, just like uh, it revealed to Peter. And I believe it was Matthew 15 or 16 and 15, I believe it is, where he said, Thou Christ, the Son of the living God, And Jesus immediately said, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father. It was the Spirit of God that enlightened him, that allowed him to have that uh, foresight, if you will, or that insight. Insight. It wasn't foresight. It was insight. And when he said that, immediately Jesus recognized the Spirit of God operating in that. And that is what happened in both of these scenarios. Um, And that is what happens every time, every time. Um, I heard something very interesting. It's interesting that this topic actually came up um, for, for the show. But I heard something years ago. From a world Quote unquote uh, Christian Which I don't particularly like that term But 
quote unquote Christian, um, world renowned person who is known for uh, casting out demons. This is what he said, and I just thought this was so profound. This is what he said. He said, the best way to cast out a demon in an individual is to tell them the truth. I'm going to say that one more day. He said the best way to cast out a demon in an, in an individual is to tell them the truth. The Bible said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, we talk about cast out demons and all this other stuff. We talk about the whole deliverance piece. Deliverance comes in many shapes and sizes, if you will. (laughs) I'm going to just say it that way. Because I want to talk about uh, something real quick that I was delivered from. Now, I was delivered from the spirit of alcohol. Somebody say, well, that ain't nothing. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Alcoholism will destroy a family. Not to mention destroy an individual And I I could see I really couldn't see The road that I was traveling But let me tell you the quick story I used to do hair I did hair for well over 10 years And uh, the particular salon that I used to work in Then the owner of the salon He used to bring us somewhere every year Just out of appreciation As as the uh, the ones who operated the salon. Okay. So this particular year, he took, he brought us to Chicago. We chartered a limo and we chartered a limo straight from the salon and we all rode out to Chicago. Um, of course the limo bar, the bar was stacked, you know, so of course we had drinks prior to the limo showing up. Then when the limo showed up, we had drinks in the limo. All the way to Chicago And from here in Cincinnati Or actually it was Dayton at that time From Dayton To Chicago It is probably about Four and a half Maybe five hours Okay, So the whole time we riding out to Chicago We we it. We sauce We tossing them back right So we get to Chicago I'm going to make this long story real short right here I recognize as the night went on, I recognized that I had drank myself sober. I don't know if I got any drinkers on the line or or used to be drinkers. I know it ain't no drinkers on the line now, but it used to be drinkers, okay? But I drank myself, <laughs> I drank myself sober. So I drank myself from toe up to the flow up and back. 
which I I had no idea you could do. I had no idea, right? So I sat in the limo. I promise you it was October the 19th, 1993. I was sitting in the limo at 6 a.m. Because we just, for the most part, just partied all night. We went to plays, Broadway plays and stuff. I mean, we did all kinds of stuff. We went to Lowry's restaurant, you know, the Lowry Salt. Well, they got a restaurant in Chicago, so we went to Lowry's restaurant. I mean, we just had, we just did it up. We had a ball. It was all on Arvin's dime, you know. So I sat there in the limo, long story short. I sat there, and this is what I said. I said, 6 a.m. in the morning, I said, Lord, I don't want to drink another drop. Now, mind you, I had accepted Christ as my Savior. Somebody saying, what? He was saved and drinking like that? Yep. I was saved and drinking like that. Yes, I was. But I was vacillating back and forth. I want to be saved today. Uh, Maybe I don't want to be saved today. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't be looking at me like, I see some of y'all looking at the phone like, this dude ain't saved. Anyway, I sat there in the limo. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to drink another drop. And I promise you, as sure as my name is Purcell Lindell Porsche, I never took another drink from that day forward. And people be like, man, you stopped cold turkey like that? I said, yep. Wow. And because it was cold turkey like that, Because it was cold turkey like that, I later recognized that it was the Holy Ghost moved on that moved through me and allowed me to have the strength to not go back to the bottle. Now, I also later found out that my father, remember I said earlier, some of y'all said, well, drinking, that ain't nothing. This is what I found out later on down the line. I found out later on down the line that my father wrestled with alcoholism. I had no idea. But see, what happened was what I did at that moment is I broke what was trying to be a generational curse that ran rampant through my lineage I said no not today devil Lord I don't want to drink another drop And he instantaneously Took the taste out of my mouth mm. and, and right today I am so grateful for, for God for that I'm so grateful That he did that for me And, and many Like I said in many in many's eyes That's a small thing But for me that was a uh, that was a mall hill. That was huge. It was. That was huge. And let me tell you right quick what happened as a result of that. What happened as a result of that, because prior to that, we used to have at the salon what we called, me and my clients, what we called happy hour. Because, see, now I barbered and I did hair. So 
it was a certain time of the night where my barbering clients would come in. And every Friday night, we would have what we called happy hour. Do you not know these guys fell off when I told them, no, I'm straight, bro. I'm good. I don't want none. The minute I rejected the tradition, they fell off. They They no longer were clients of mine. So I lost them as clients as well as lost them as friends. It was a shallow friendship all along if that's all it took is for me to say, no, I don't want to drink with y'all tonight. Yeah. Well, Purcell, listen, man. Yes, sir. That was powerful. And more importantly, that is where a lot of people are at. So don't feel like you know that was powerful because that was instant. And that's the power of the most high. So listen, yeah. brothers and sisters, I want to take a quick little break here. And uh, uh, just y'all know what I do on breaks. I like to reboot my computers so they can stay, uh, they can stay um, what's the word I'm looking for? I like to clear my cache and where my computers stay fast because I, I got to have these lines fast because when y'all press one, uh, sometimes I don't see because the computer's moving too slow. But more than that, I do other things. But just take a little break. Brothers and sisters, again, you tune into the Five Stone Network. You have Brother Kenwin Casper will come to after the break, uh, get his comments. Uh, you've heard from Brother Pristel being delivered instantly from alcohol. That was powerful. And you've heard from my guests talk about that demonic uh, oppression of uh, possession from this young girl. Uh, that right there, please take a note. That's not something like Sister Cassandra said uh, that is... Uh, Something you should take lightly. This 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 kind of come out by only fasting and prayer. Some demons are just it just don't take all that. But there are times when you have to fast and pray, and I think that's what happened with her. So everybody's okay with a break, uh, brother Ronnie, Cassandra. Y'all okay with a quick little break? Yes. Okay. All right, y'all. Take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. Wow, I'm really enjoying this. I knew it would do. I knew this is what will happen. Uh, again, brothers and sisters, this is. Why? Why are we talking about this? We really hit this last show. But, folks, we need tools. We need a demonstration of power because we're losing our young people. And why we don't do it strictly for the signs and wonders, you know, the Bible says uh, they're supposed to know you by your love, not by the miracles. But there are those, like Christ said, if you don't believe me, you don't like me, just believe me for the very work's sake. And some of our young people, we have to tell them that. Y'all don't like us. Y'all think we old fogey. Y'all think we don't really hear from the most high. Y'all don't think we're really real. You think this is the white man's religion, blah, 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 blah. Just believe us for the very works sake. Look at the power of the most high in our life. Because that's really who miracles are for, the unbeliever. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Stay tuned.
remind everybody while we take a break that on Tuesday, Tuesday, what is Tuesday? It's going to be a time where we're going to do something very unique. We're going to be writing a book on the air. I've never heard of nobody doing this. Some people probably think I'm crazy for doing it because somebody can easily take what you're doing and go publish it and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not really fearing it, to be honest. But we're going to be writing the book. The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy are our world's ruling religion. One more time. The systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. Folks, the doctrine of white supremacy has all the tenets to be a religion. I said it has all the tenets to be a religion. It's a philosophy. It's believed by the world. And some of the biggest promoters of this lie is so-called black people. We have been created in the image of white people. Listening to the show tonight and you call yourself white, please do what I'm saying and you hear a lot of love. Because I am not attacking you. I said I'm not attacking you. This is a love show for all people. They're attacking the philosophy that's from Satan, not even from you. You have nothing to do with the lies that create racism. Many of you are very young. You haven't been, you weren't living back when they first started calling each other and, and uh, categorizing people based upon color. You're innocent of that. You were born into it just like we were. We always told the same lie about blacks, same lie about whites, same lie about a white Christ, same lie about a white Bible, same lie about white angels, same lie, same lie, Catholicism, Catholics promoting these lies, brainwashing the world, change the very image of this Christ, change his name, change his image, change the image of the scriptures. Now we all are following a certain narrative. I said it. I'll say it again. We're writing the book on Tuesday. We have a transcriber that's going to be in the house, literally transcribing. We'll go a while, maybe 20 minutes, and then he'll transcribe. We'll take some uh, uh, comments by the co-host. We'll go again, talking about the book. He'll transcribe some comments by the the co-host. Comments will not be a part of the book. They're just coming on what they hear. We just invite them to the party, so to speak. As well as you listeners, please tune in on Tuesday. On Thursday, Brother Purcell Purcell is going to be doing his thing. On Thursday, we'll know what that topic is going to be. Purcell is going to just kind of let us know on Thursday, all right? So a lot happening on the Five Swings on Network. Again, on this network, we have over 500 shows, hundreds of topics. All types of people from all walks of life have been interviewed on this show, and we're thankful for it. Tonight, we have on Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie and Cassandra McCray. 
But before we go back to our guests, we want to hear from Brother Kenwin Casberry. Any comments, brother, on what you've heard so far? If not, we're just going to go ahead straight to the lines and talk to our guests more. All right, all right. Shalom, family. Shalom. Uh, I kind of want to start off with so much said by saying that these spirits, these demons are from uh, ancient, ancient past, uh, during the yeah. time of Noah. Uh, they've been around a long time, uh, seeing mankind uh, uh, live out their generations. Um, yeah, and so Christ is that light, that light that that can repel them away. However, there are some of those uh, spirits, those demons, that are pretty mighty and strong. Uh, and with those, Christ has told his disciples, uh, fasting and prayer is needed. Uh, that shapes your body into that antenna. Uh, that antenna, what I call just like the light going straight to the most high. It's a phone call, direct phone call to the most high creator. Their punishment is due. And uh, they they get that's the ultimate to win over though. I don't I, apparently amongst the spirits and the demons, the the, the most powerful one. Uh, that's what it's going to take. That fasting. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm definitely a believer in uh, uh, these demons being all around us. Thousands of them. thousands. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. they're they're in there. All right, and I just you know wanted to add that part in. As uh, far as me, I had a, uh, when I first came into the truth, uh, I, I got a sign, a sign with the clouds. I seen the face of a man in the clouds uh, when I came into the truth. Uh, I, well, uh, to give a real short story, uh, I have a set of twins. I have four children. Uh, my oldest two, the set of twins, are, they're adopted where well, we took them in. Actually, my niece and nephew, right? Because me and my wife, we we couldn't have. We went a long time without having children, and uh, <clears throat> I was uh, very excited for them to come into my home. And then my wife gets pregnant, right? And so I was just all in awe of having children. Uh, and immediately I thought about what I wanted to teach them, and so I I. Uh, Used my little resources, YouTube, and listened to the different pastors. I ran across the Hebrew Israelites. I uh, uh, just got addicted to it. And uh, uh, I, I was, I'm a truck driver by trade, and as I was suing up my truck, I looked up in the sky. Uh, I had the radio on blast, so when I pumped in my truck, suing up with, you know, diesel, uh, I could still hear them as I pumping outside. Anyway. I looked up in the clouds, and there appeared to me was a face, and it appeared that he was his mouth was open with a microphone, and I it, it blew my mind, man. I just knew I was on that right path, and that was that sign from the clouds, um, and I I just uh, kind of been addicted into learning everything about that. I, I don't mean to drift from my conversation. But I was kind of going somewhere just because 
immediately the deeper I went in trying to learn every seeking the Father's face, I I started to feel these negative spirits, these evil, wicked spirits uh, surrounding me. In my walk, uh, I became alienated in my family. Uh, I've kind of been spaced out. Uh, and and everybody noticed I'm acting differently and strange and things. Because uh, I... Because okay, I, think you, I think I know where you're going with this, talking about the persecution of your family and how you was wanting to know truth and how the most had put you on this path. I think it's where you're going with this. Uh, am I right about that? Well, well, I'm, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So here's what I would like to do out of respect for you, because remember you were saying that you, you was having some issues with Apostle Paul, and uh, you're coming around, you said, but you have issues because you feel like he was called to the Gentiles and not Israel, and uh, which is us, uh, one of we're one of the lost tribes, and so you had trouble with. So when we start talking about miracles, you were saying this is new to you. So what I would like to do, if you don't mind, out of respect for you, because you know you highly respecting this show, you young people, and I know you ain't 20, but you're young. I, I really want you to hear. Just what Paul taught, because I mean, I have trouble with Paul, because he's the one that really laid down a lot of what we are sharing and the authority, how to do this, okay? And so I want you to hear, because you're going to hear a lot of Paul tonight uh, with regards to demons being cast out and so forth. So I want you to just hear more of what the guests have to say and what, because they ain't touched, I'm sure they ain't touched the surface. I know I haven't. So I got more information, and it's going to include Paul. That's why I'm uh, breaking up right here at this moment and asking just to hear a little bit more. Is that okay? Okay, that's fine. All right. And as Brother Kenwin again, he is, and he's right about us being Israelites. That in and of itself is a miracle. No, really, that in and of itself is a miracle. And so a lot of people don't have that miracle. They don't see that. And it, and I don't think they're supposed to see it, to be honest. I think it's a certain people. I think it's what the Father's going to do after we long dead and gone is what he showed me. This is not for a lot of older people because they've lived, they've run their course. They've, they've, they, they've, they've been faithful to what the Father's given me. It's a new thing happening, and God is resurrecting Israel. A remnant of our people is going to end up going back to land. And keep in mind, we're only one lost tribe. They're everywhere, they're all over the world. And even in Europe, some of those so-called white people are indeed true Israelites because when Israel was taken to captivity, so-called dark, it was dark skin at the time, the mixing of what, hundreds of years, they'd be losing their pigmentation. And a lot of those so-called Jews, and some of y'all hate no, really are the true Jews. So they're there, they're in, they're in Israel, they're in Japan, they're in China, they're in America. They're scattered. They're the four, the four corners. The Bible says I will scatter you to the four corners. So that's why we don't believe they're the people, uh, all of the people in Israel today, because it's not going to be a white nation, because they've been scattered to everywhere, and 80%, excuse me, 92% of the world is non-white. If God, the Most High Yah of Israel, Yah, Yah scattered Israel, hallelujah, if Yah scatters Israel, hallelujah, if he scatters Israel, and they end up being slaves, you know, their women are going to be taken. They're going to look like 
where they've been scattered. So anyway, Brother um, Ronnie and Sister Cassandra, I want you all to go there, and I'm going to share. Um, we'll do like, actually, let me just go ahead and share a quick little story, because I want to, uh, I think I went first and y'all went, so we'll do, keep doing it like that. I want to share, this is a pretty brief story. I have shared before, I try to stick with stories that's more um, out there, like, wow, um, because it represents power. But I remember a long time ago, I, uh, 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 I was, okay, how can I say this? I had a neighbor who, I don't know if y'all know how it looked when a person is a dope fiend, what they do with their hands a lot of times, not even thinking, uh, but he was a fiend. That's what they call it. I hate that word, but you know what I mean if I say it. The white gentleman, and he was addicted to drugs. And I remember every morning when I wake up, my wife and I would hear these noises, and we just ignored it for a long time. And I, I don't want to make the noise because it's, I don't want to sound crazy, to be honest, but just some crazy noises we would hear in the morning. Almost like somebody singing if they really couldn't sing at all. So you know he wasn't singing, though. Every morning we would hear this noise. And it just, one day, it just did something to our spirits. I remember saying, I remember me and my wife, one of them, one of us, said, that's a spirit. Again, how did we know? Spirit rose up in us. And I'm pretty sure it was myself, but this one happened a long time ago, y'all. And I don't want to lie to y'all. I don't remember who it was, but I remember us saying these words. This is what I do remember. Let's take authority over that spirit in him. This was We heard him through the walls, up in our bed, waking up, and we heard this noise every morning. We pointed at the apartment he was in. And we said something along these lines. Well, what do you say? You heard the McCray speak. You heard Brother Purcell speak. This is what Brother Seth and his wife did. We said these words somewhere along these lines. You foul spirit, we command you to leave this gentleman in the name of Jesus. Now, what are we doing? There's several ways you pray, certain ways you enter into this realm of the supernatural or spiritual warfare. There's something called binding and loosening. The Bible says if you, two of you agree on touching one thing out there, I'm in the midst and so forth. I mean, y'all know that scripture. It's binding and loosening where you agree with someone on a matter. There's another thing where the Holy Spirit just overshadows you and, 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 and reveals something to you or it working any of any of those nine gifts of the spirit that I was saying earlier, it would manifest nine manifestations, nine power gifts. It could be gift of miracles, uh, where you uh just it comes over you just perform a miracle, just something that's just crazy. Or it could be a word of knowledge. You'll give a word to someone and you have no idea in your natural mind what you're saying. This is the Holy Spirit which has taken over your body because you've given it your will, you're saying things like Purcell says in the morning, have your way with me. So you just can't say it. It has to be real words. So once you give over your body 
to the Holy Spirit, then he uses you. So that's what you call discerning of spirit. I mean, that's what you call the Holy Spirit, uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Y'all bear with me here. And so there's nine of them. I won't go into what they are, but there's nine manifestations of these gifts. That's another way where you operate in this supernatural realm. Again, these are tools of the believer. This is what we have to work with, power. And uh, these stories tonight is going to be uh, drawing from either binding and loosing uh, stories or times that the Holy Spirit come upon us. Also, there's a, just a petition, a regular prayer where one person is praying to the Father, petitioning the Father, saying, Father, you know, he says, if you ask in faith, believe, you shall receive. So there are people that petition the Father, ask the Father, certain things. That's another way you'll see miracles in your life. And then there's supernatural things. Things are just happening because we're spirits and we're mingling with other spirits. And there's testimonies we'll be sharing tonight if we have time of just, just weird things happening that's just outside of the realm of, of regular thinking. So this is what the show is about tonight. Again, uh, effects from binding and loosening, effects from the Holy Spirit uh, overwhelming or, or overshadowing and, 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 and manifesting to those nine gifts, petition, uh, a prayer petition, or just spiritual warfare in general. So anyway, uh, so when we bind that spirit in that neighbor, Satan, I command you, evil spirits, I command you, leave this brother in the name of Yeshua. Or oh, Back in the day, we were saying in the name of Jesus. And uh, guess what happened? Nothing that day. About two months later, I kid you not, we didn't know this guy as far as knew him, knew him. We just, we just was a neighbor, next door neighbor. We was at Calvary Cathedral, downtown Fort Worth, and we was, the service was over, and we saw this same gentleman dressed up in his right mind, and he looked, and I could not believe my eyes. I ran and got my wife and said, listen, you're not going to believe who's here. But it wasn't in church. Listen to this, brothers. He had been born again. He was saved, and he had that look, and he was smiling. He was telling us all about his story. And y'all can just say that's coincident, whatever, whatever. But you just got to know every single day all he did was sit out in the front and got high. That's all he did. So what's the chances of seeing somebody, number one, in church, and let's just say you do see them in church. They're not going to be born again. All that happened, and like two months later, that was a miracle. And I think it was a result of taking authority over that spirit. And we claim this soul. I forgot to mention that. We claim this soul for the kingdom. We always do that when we pray. So that was a miracle, I believe. And there's so many of, of these types of miracles, it's not even funny. So I'm going to go to the McCray this time. And just again, uh, Brother Ronnie, Sister Cassandra, again, thank y'all for coming on the show tonight. Really was blessed by what y'all shared earlier, and I would love to know more that y'all may have to share at this time. Well, I was going to just tell a story um, because I think it's so important for the young people to hear. I was born again um, at the age of four years old, and it was not a formal calling. And I think I shared this with you, uh, Brother Seth, when we were um, at our event together. But um, at that time, at four years old, you know, they wouldn't allow you to uh, accept Christ or be baptized. 
So you had to be five years old, according to the church that we were in. And so I was in the choir stand when I asked to be, uh, I said, I believe in you, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And right at that time, my eyes were open. And, you know, it talks about, you know, the, uh, the disciples being sitting around Jesus and they're just having uh, the last supper together and all of a sudden their eyes are open, you know. And so it just kind of reminded me of that. It was the first time I was aware of myself. But not long after that, and I was so glad that I was born again at that time because I ended up having a near drowning event. It was my brother and I and my father built custom homes in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, for years, and he built a home for a Olympian, and this guy had a 13-foot swimming pool put into his home, and they had just put a, a, a wrought iron gate around it, and my brother and I were just skinny enough to squeeze through the gate, and so my brother was fascinated with water. He loved pools and things like that, but he pushed me in the water, and uh, then he jumped in the water himself. I sunk to the bottom of that water, but I was not struggling at all. I could breathe. I could see. I was not in any danger. It felt almost like I was in a bubble. But at that time, Christ presented himself before me. I saw him, and he told me what to do in the bottom of that pool to get myself out of that water. At this time, I was six years old, and my brother was uh, five years old. He could have been four because there's almost two years between us. Uh, but I ended up getting out of that water. And my and he told me my brother out of the water. It was a, a, a net, a fish, a net that, clean, that you use to clean the pool. And I used it. My brother never sank. He was on top of the water. So I don't even know how long I was in the water. But I reached the net out to him, and he grabbed on, and I was able to pull him out of the water. And, you know, I just saved story because so many people don't realize that Jesus still comes back. Now, and I don't care, you know, I don't get into arguments about what anybody um, calls him. You could call him Yeshua, you know, um, uh, and, and, you know, and I, I don't get into those arguments because I know is that Jesus responds to that name. Whatever I'm calling him, he knows that I'm talking to him. Absolutely. And he answers. So, you know, I just want to make that point uh, that at this time, being a six-year-old, for him to rescue me out of that water, tell me what to do. I was I didn't have any water in my lungs, nothing, no coughing, no nothing. And that was a miracle. The first miracle was that I was born again at four years old on my own, that I didn't need to come and, and receive the right hand of fellowship, right, because someone told me I wasn't old enough. You know, and so, you know, for me to be um, a part of the family of faith at that age, you know, it, I already had a connection because I think that I was going to be a, a force in the kingdom and the enemy wanted to take me out early. That's not all I've went through. I've been through several and, 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 and I've been delivered. So that's just one of those things that I'd like to share with the people um, about the miracles that can happen in your life, because I yes, yes. something similar to a similar story. So, and uh, so I know that I saw Christ, and so I know that He still manifests Himself to believers. 
Well, you know what, Sister Cassandra, let me just say, Sister Cassandra, you know, the thing about doing this show, y'all got to know this, a part of me is saying, boy, you better hope some of your um, mentors don't get a hold of this show because it's so elementary. I mean, I don't, it's just a thought, a fleeting thought. Here's why. Folks, this is just regular, everyday life to some people. Now, I'm not saying they have demons every day or they have miracles every day, but this has been going on for a long, long time. Most high is my witness. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's my witness. And, and then I can't help but to think this thought, too. Some people thinking, oh, y'all think y'all, oh, you may, y'all may think, we're this super spiritual. I can't speak for my guests or even Priscilla or Brother Kenwin, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I have issues. I, I have issues. I have things I struggle with. Yes, I do. You don't have to be perfect. We have a perfect. We have been perfected in the spirit. In the spirit, we have been perfected because we have been placed in Christ. When the Father sees us, he sees us to the Son. So in that way, we all have been perfected if we are indeed in Christ. But according to the flesh, as Pastor Paul taught eloquently, there is we are not born again flesh. Our bodies are not born again. That body, uh, uh, the Bible said, when we see him, we will be as he is. Uh, let me just take a little side road and just say this. Those of you, I got the little message from Blog Talk Radio saying we have 60 seconds. Uh, we're going to roll over a little bit, if that's okay with the with the, uh, the craze. We'll run over just a little bit. But this message to those that are listening online, if you want to get in on this and continue listening, you must call the phone lines because your show, the show, and, and um, 60 seconds, again, if you're listening online, you have to call us now uh, at that 914-205-5590. The show is going to end for you at 10 o'clock uh, because that's all we're contracted. It's just that when you do these blogs, blogs up, let you roll over an hour. Of course, we're not going to go nowhere near an hour, even 30 minutes. It's just going to roll over a little bit. But uh, if you're on the phone line, stay put. Do not hang up. You will not be able to call back, okay? I'm sure you all know that by now, but I have to say that every single show. So I just want to say to you, sister, I really was blessed by that. Uh, that uh, goes to show you age is not, you know, when this thing is spiritual, age has nothing to do. And I believe every word King Josiah led Israel at a very young age. The father does use the youth, and that was powerful. I want to share, uh, I want to go, to, let's go to Brother Ronnie, and then I'll I'll come back and share some other things. Y'all got so much here wrote down to share with y'all uh, with regards to evil spirits. Uh, keep in mind, I'm pretty much category, I'm speaking, of, um, let me just say this, y'all bear with me here. Again, how do these things happen in the life of a believer? The Bible talks about if any two of you, whatsoever you bind on the earth, shall be bound in heaven. You're not by yourself, brothers and sisters. We are ambassadors of another kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things like Elishua and others that have changed their name, I sometimes feel like we should change our name because we truly are born again. The Bible says all things are new. So what's so new about you? If you're born again, how is 
everything new is because it's spiritual. Spiritually speaking, it is amazing what has happened to us. We truly never existed before. This is why we probably should change our names because we truly never existed before. Spiritually speaking, our flesh know this world is addicted to this world. Battles with the with things in this world, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Y'all know. So. The believer has as at its arsenal weapons, power, dunamis. And tonight, again, we're doing a show where we're demonstrating and showing you and testifying to the glory of the Most High Yah or the Most High God in our life. And again, I say Yah because the Bible says, call his name Yah, and y'all know it, that's why if nobody say hallelujah, they always say hallelujah because there was no J in the Hebrew. Of course we say Jesus. If y'all hear me testifying about it, and I'm, I'm glad Cassandra said that because I want everybody to know on this show, I welcome those of you saying Jesus. And don't feel uh, like anything. Uh, I call him Yeshua uh, because I've done the, the uh, study, and, and I think that's what they call him back in the day. But the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue, every language shall confess. English is a language, and in this language they say Jesus. You're more than welcome to say Jesus, and I don't think you are any less looked upon. Please, Sister Cassandra, Brother Ronnie, and even Brother Purcell, and anybody else we've had, that's a no-brain on this show. As a matter of fact, I even say Jesus from time to time, so just know that, all right? All right, most of these healings and demonstrations of power was worked under the name of Jesus, just so y'all know, all right? But just allow those of us that want to try to speak Hebrew and try to speak the language of our four parents, Allow them to do that and don't feel uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it's the spirit behind what we do and not what we call them at all. Some people call them Waymaker. Some people call them Burden Bearer. Some people, some people call them all kind of names. But the Bible says every name, every language is going to confess he is Lord. And it ain't going to sound the same. So under this same name, Jesus, I want to give another testimony. I remember when we first moved to Texas. Back from Ohio, you know, I was from Texas, CLC and all of that, and then I moved to Ohio, and I came back. The Father did, and here is the time when we actually worked the binding and loosing. Most of the time as a married couple, our miracles come at the uh, at the effort of binding and loosing, meaning my wife and I sit down, grab each other's hand, and we bind the enemy or we lose blessings, and we declare whatever we declare as ambassadors of the kingdom of the Most High, that is what they bind in the heavens. Whatsoever we lose, that is what they lose in the heavens. In other words, we're not alone. We're the part of the church. Nothing we do as the church in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, is by ourselves. So we took authority over the enemy, and we bind the enemy. And we've prayed for our daughter many times and for our son many times and have seen them heal. Now, somebody said, well, oh, do y'all ever pray and nothing ever happened? Absolutely. Do y'all ever pray and things get worse? Absolutely. What does that mean? That just means we wasn't in faith, in faith when we prayed because the Bible cannot lie. 
and we swallow our pride enough to say that, and we need to know that, y'all need to know that, if some of y'all are thinking this stuff is fake and phony, a lot of us don't spend the quality time before the Father, and we don't spend the quality time in the Word, and y'all heard Purcell mention those seven things, and I hope he will mention tonight as we're trying to wrap up here, but folks, there are many things we do, especially living in Babylon, that hinder us, hinder the word from going forth in our life. From, uh, excuse me, hinder faith from going forth. So a lot of a lot of our prayers is not answered. To be very honest, a lot of our prayers. I said a lot of our prayers. I said a lot of our prayers. Yes, it is. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about a lot of believers I know. They don't see the the hand of the Father in their life, and it's because of sin. And it's because of them not believing in the new birth, not believing in who we are in the spirit. But those times when my wife and I do sit down and we really get a hold of who we are in the spirit and get a hold that we're not going to the most high in our own marriage, but in in, in Christ's name, on Christ's stead, with Christ's credit card, so to speak, strictly going before him, blameless, as the Bible say. Uh, Christ made it possible for us to stand blameless before the Father. When we're able to do that, guess what? We get that petition that we ask of him. So I want to just share a few more things, and then I want our host, our guest, to share a few more things. Then we'll go to um, Brother Purcell. Um, now, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share that I'm going to go to Brother Ronnie, and then we're going to go to Brother Purcell, and then we'll uh, get some uh, final words from everybody in that order. So I want to talk about a time we it was a petition. Uh, we asked the father when I came from Texas. I mean, I came back to Texas. We, you know, had to leave a lot of our stuff in Ohio, and we let a friend of ours named Jason. Uh, I shouldn't have said his name, but we let a brother pretty much have a lot of nice things, a really nice, nice setup that we had there in Ohio. We figured we'd just invest in that family, let them a really nice oak, brand new. This thing cost about maybe four or five thousand dollars. Um, and we left uh, just a lot of things there uh, because we didn't want to carry from way from Texas to Ohio. That's like a 17-hour uh, drive. And so we just wanted to invest. Uh, so we left our place in somebody else's hand. So we came in pretty much with nothing. Now watch this. Tell me who do you know can say what I'm about to say. The Most High came through as we prayed for things like furniture and everything because we needed everything, y'all. They flew here. We flew here. So you can't bring them on a plane, but a bag. So we, we need everything. Well, listen to this, brothers and sisters. There was a sister that was moving to Washington, and she was doing the same thing. And there was about three months where we didn't have anything in our place because we was told to call this sister when we when I first came to Texas, but uh, again, now listen to the spirit. I didn't I didn't heed. We'd already prayed to the Most High. He had sent his answer, but we didn't heed. And it's a spiritual warfare we're talking about. So it's very important, not just about demons and angels. Now here's spiritual warfare right here. So finally, about three months later, I said, let me call this sister. I had my mirror to call her. Just every day, just didn't call, didn't call, didn't call. When I finally called this sister. She had not sold nothing. She was moving to Washington, and she hadn't sold none of her stuff. Like I said, she was doing the same thing she was doing. What was that? She was taking, a, I believe, a flight to Washington, and she didn't want to take anything. Y'all do not understand. This lady left washer, dryer, dishes, living room set, bedroom set, a 
whole apartment full of really, really, really nice stuff still working today. This was in 2000, uh, 2008. It's 2022. Some of the stuff is still working. Now, how many of you ever heard something like this? And she left, and this is what she said as far as pay. Pay me whatever you can. The Father told me, accept whatever you give me, and don't ask for more. And that's exactly what we did. Now, I just would like to open up the lines and just get a, a quick comment on that. Now, that was a quick one, but, again, we prayed the prayer. We, we, we prayed, grabbed hands, and asked the Father to send someone to bless us, to help us get this uh, furniture, et cetera, and she lo- we was able to load our house full of furniture. Now, some of you say, well, I don't know if I would take somebody else's stuff. Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have taken this. Because everything she had, it's almost like she went out and got a new stuff. Even beds for her kids, bunk beds, nice stuff, quality. I want to go around Robin and get uh, 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 just just a few, no more than a minute on, just feedback on that right there. What do you call that? Was that a, I mean, what do y'all think that was? Let's just go ahead and go to uh, Brother Ronnie first. What do you have to say about that particular? Uh, uh, do you think that was a miracle? Do you think do you see the hand of the Father in that? Yes, I do believe that's a miracle that's happening right there. You know, you you and your wife touched and agree, and you uh, uh, the word says we can call those things that are not as though they were. And when we have enough faith to put God on the spot. He said he will take care of us if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said all these other things will be added to us. See, we have to stop uh, 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 believing like the world believes and, and, and put God to the test. If he says we are his, we have to say, God, I know that you're going to take care of this and put your faith oh, and trust in enough to uh, uh, to believe God for it, and then that settles it, and then that basically grows your faith and grows everybody else's faith when you tell them this story, because a lot of times people won't believe in the supernatural. Absolutely. I just add one thing to that because something happened to us just recently that was similar to that, and that we went to an event and we didn't have any tickets, and this young lady said we tried and tried and tried to give these two tickets away. But we weren't able to. And so she offered them to us, I said, because they had our name on it. See, that's why she wasn't able to sell anything. It wasn't able to give anything away because it had your name on it already. Mm-mm. See, we just have to put, you know, we, we have to put our faith in God. Mm-hmm. When we say that, you know, you know uh, 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 I'm going to trust in God. Trust God and allow him to do the work through your words because we have a lot of times we don't have what we say or, or we don't have what we want because we don't say it. We have to put it out there and let your faith grow. Activate your faith. God says to speak those things that are not as though they were. We can say that with healing. You know, how long did Abraham uh, wait for a son? 24 years. If he and he had to keep that before him. See, we when we don't see it after a week, we neglect our players or, or neglect our prayers by saying, "Ah, oh, I ain't gonna get it." 
<laughs> let, let me ask you something, Brother Ronnie. I, I'm so so glad y'all came on the show tonight, and uh, we're going to run over just a little bit, and hopefully that's okay with y'all, but let us know if you have to go. But, Brother Ron, I want to ask you something. Were you at the service, and I mentioned this last show. I said I wasn't going to repeat, but I'm only repeating because this brother acts. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting it mixed up. No, you're at COC. I'm thinking of Holy Tabernacle. I was going to ask you, were you at the service when I said everybody in here is going to get healed, and I prayed and everybody was healed. That was hmm. back when. Tamla Mann used to attend Holy Tabernacle. I literally said that after reading F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer, and it's, it just it, it, it just created enough faith in me listening to F.F. Bosworth. And I'm so glad I thought to say this book, even though I got the church wrong. So Brother Ronnie was a part of Christian Outreach Center, but prior to me going to Christian Outreach I was at Holy Tabernacle Church of God in Christ, and I read the book F.F. by F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. They say that book is referenced more uh, second to the Bible as far as reference to healing. And F.F. Bosworth in his book, Christ the Healer, attacks every negative lie you ever heard about healing. Uh, those that say God is using this sickness to teach me a lesson, he attacks that. Those that say uh, it's not for me to get healed, uh, some of us are born with it. And, they, you know, uh, he want me to worship him and see how much I want to worship him or this is Christ, uh, Paul Thorne. Just what that book literally attacks every lie of the enemy. But I, I'm not going to repeat it. Y'all just listen to the uh, show number one where I talked about me praying for everybody, and they literally was healed. But I want to share something really quickly. I think I'm, y'all bear with me. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, just bear with me because I'm trying to get as much in as I can. But in the scriptures, there was a spirit that was tormenting King Saul. King Saul. This is going to take less than a minute because this is the Bible account, not my account. But I happen to think of this. Remember, some spirits tormented when there's praise and worship going forth. So this spirit was tormenting King Saul. And then we're going to come to Percy. I think he was trying to get in there. King Saul was tormented by an evil spirit, y'all. And David went in and played. And the Bible said the evil spirit left. I wanted to say this. There is a lot of gospel music out there and worship music out there, but I'm going to tell you all something. There's one thing uh, they used to do at my church when I was coming up as a child to make sure you was free of the evil spirit, the way they would test to see if the spirit had really left you. you heard Sister Cassandra, I think it was, saying that the spirit sometimes would act like it's gone. Uh, the way they would test at uh, Prayer Faith Temple, Ain't that a name for some kind of church? But that was the name of the church I come up in over on Sylvania and Fort Worth. But the one thing they would do is they would have the person that we're praying for to praise the Father. Because demons will not, cannot praise the Father or Jesus or Yeshua. They are not going to do it. So you tell the person, if you're praying for evil spirit and you think they're can they praise the Father? Even me, let's take me, because I probably sound holier than thou right about now. Let me use times when evil spirits have used me. I said they used me, not the Father, evil spirits. You know, even with my wife sometimes, when I'm under the influence of an evil spirit, I don't know it. When she put on praise and worship, something like Take Me In, but Juanita Bynum, I don't know something about that song. Something about that song. Google that song. That's a good one. When you play praise and worship songs, I think what makes that song so powerful 
is because she's longing to be in the presence of the Father. That stuff drives out evil spirits. It torments. All you got to do is just put it on. You don't believe me? Just put it on. Watch what happened to, to possibly yourself. You know, watch. I'm telling y'all, there's power in praise and worship, especially when the when the singer is pursuing the Father, like in that music by Juanita Bynum called Take Me In. There's just one song out of thousands I could think of. But when a song is crying out to the Father, you know, uh, she's saying in this song, Take Me To The Holy Of Holy. Well, the truth of the matter is, we're already in His presence. But she's just saying, I long to be with you and, and take me into the Holy of Holies. Now, in the Old Testament, you could take somebody into the Holy of Holies. But now, he's here. He says, Lord, I'll be with you until the end of the world. We just have to get quiet enough to be sensitive to his presence. But even the song, again, like David, when worship go forward to the Most High, evil spirits have to leave. That's why I say don't let this broadcast Put fear in your heart toward evil spirit or the supernatural, okay? Brothers and sisters, we have far more power than the enemy. The only real power Satan has is deception. Even those people that he possessed and they would go do something crazy, they have power because they're human beings and they have a will and they have a body and arms and all that. So when he get into them and he fool them and deceive them, he's able to use their body to do this, that, and the other. So in that way, he is powerful because he's deceived the person. But a demon and a devil on its own, all it has is lies, deception, and ignorance to try to control man's will. So they want a body. All spirits want the same thing, a body. Even the Holy Spirit. Of course, he's going to do the Father's will. So all these spirits desire a body to move uh, and fulfill their calls upon the earth. So I just want to say that about King Saul and David playing and that anointed music that drove out the evil spirits. All right? Again, uh, there's several ways to bring uh, about, or you will uh, experience the supernatural binding and loosing. Uh, uh, Sister Cassandra was saying, and I was saying earlier, the Holy Ghost, the gifts coming over you, and those nine manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, let's just quickly go over that real quick, and then we'll go to Purcell. Purcell will come to you. We're trying to wrap up here. Uh, 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 y'all, I'm going to let the, why don't you, uh, the, uh, uh, Brother Ronnie, you and Sister uh, Cassandra, y'all name the nine gifts of the Spirit. I'll just just trying to talk a little less here. I know miracles, discerning of spirits, but I'm I'm, I'm looking over my notes. While I'm looking on my notes for the next thing I'm gonna say, can y'all just name those gifts of the spirit real quick, please? Okay. Gonna start? Yes. It, it says here, and I'll read here in First Corinthians chapter twelve, and it says, "Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit." And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit widow. For to one is given the Spirit, uh, the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, wisdom. the word of knowledge. Knowledge? By the same Spirit, uh, another faith. Mm-hmm. By the same spirit, the gift of healing. Mm-hmm. By the same spirit, the working of miracles. 
to another prophecy, mm-hmm. to another the discerning of spirits. That's what I. That's what the. That's what the father used me with, the most. Mm-hmm. That one. Go ahead. And another that. And another that divers kinds of tongues. Mm-hmm. Okay. To another the interpretation of tongues. Mm-hmm. But in, in verse eleven it says, "But all these are the workings of of one the same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will." Severally. Severally as he will. So the Spirit of God will basically give us those gifts as we need it. Absolutely. As we need it. So that's why I wanted him to read that. I want them to read that because, brothers and sisters, it's wrapping up this show. This, that right there is heavy artillery. Mm-hmm. I know we talk a lot about the, we talked about the one show about firearms and all this. Folks, listen. Wisdom. <laughs> Wisdom coming from the Holy Spirit as he will. Knowledge. Wisdom is how to apply knowledge. It's two different worlds. Faith. Just just the ability to believe outside of your own efforts to believe. Amen. Healing. Healing. Various types of healing. People just, it's a gift. It don't have nothing to do with them. I say it don't have nothing to do with them. People always like to take credit. Some people charge, you know. Folks, listen, this has nothing to do with them. It's the Holy Spirit comes over these mm-hmm. folks, and they work healings and miracles. And the mm-hmm. prophecy, what about that one? To be able to understand what the Father is doing now and even in the future, be able to articulate mm-hmm. the signs of the time, discerning the spirits, that thing that come over me. I've used, I've talked, I, I know about at least five, I, I've shared at least about five times uh, this thing has happened to me. With witnesses, but many times have I. Sometimes I've discerned spirits. I just didn't do nothing about it, or wasn't time. It's not always the time to cast out devil. Sometimes I just perceive this person's under the influence of evil spirits. And you know what I do? Sometimes I'll go in the restroom where they can't hear me, or I'll step away sometime where they can't hear me, and I'll talk to the spirit in that person because if I say it to that person, they're gonna think I'm crazy. And and let me just say this. And pers- actually, I've said enough. Again, tongues and interpretation. Tongue. We talked about that last show. Purcell, I know we we you know you haven't said much this show, but uh, I like to hear from you, brother. I think you had something to say earlier. Uh, yes, I did. I did have something to say, but I forgot what it was. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to say something to. Brother Ronnie and his wife Cassandra, um, I just want you all to know I am so grateful for you accepting the invitation tonight because, number one, I'm encouraged by the whole idea of you all working in ministry together. Um, I don't know how long you all have been married. But I know uh, the institution of marriage takes a uh, takes a, a takes a major blows in the body of Christ. Uh, in fact, in the body of Christ, the divorce rate is higher than the world. So I I, I commend you all uh, for working um, 
in the ministry together. That is that is a powerful, powerful position for yeah. the two of you. Because the Bible said that one can set a thousand to flight, but two, ten thousand. So, uh, man, I have been encouraged by you all. Um, my faith is increased. Man, when Brother Ronnie, when you started talking, man, I want you to know something. You referenced every scripture that I referenced. On part one Is that right Seth? Yep Yep Absolutely That's why I interjected and said man you talking good Because I understand this This is one of my Well actually this is let me let me say this first This is one of my favorite Favorite absolutely favorite Scriptures And that is Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. That's right. It is, it is only, only with that mindset that mm-hmm. we are able to even embrace what you said. If you believe God, then allow him to be God. Then trust Amen. him to be God. You can only do that with the mindset that Jesus had and understanding who you are in him. You can only look at it that way. You can only look at it like, man, I'm supposed to be healed. Man, I'm supposed to be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Amen. That's the, that should be the attitude of the believer Right out the gate, period. I said on last on the last show, and I, and I think it bears uh, repeating. I said signs, wonders, and miracles should not be a phenomenon to the believer. To the believer, amen. Amen. But signs signs should follow us, and not we following after the signs. That's oh. right. Amen. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the more that we put the gift to, into work, it will increase. It's just like going to the gym. You don't start off doing push-ups. You got to start wherever God tells you to start. If you do five and you can't even get five and God told you you can get five, guess what? You won't work until you get five. And the next thing you know, you're, you're increasing your faith. The word says that, you know, faith comes to those who believe. It, it, we, we, we just have to Get ourselves out of the way. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to our own understandings, but in all of our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct us in how to do the works that, will, that we are called to do. In John, go, it, says, it says in John, it says, uh, do the works that I do. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and right. those will happen. But we just have to start somewhere, and then when we start somewhere, we will see our faith increase. Mm-hmm. And then those miracles that people want to see, they're going to come to us. We don't have to go to them. Basically, they did just like they did. they did just like what Jesus did. They came to him. That's right. And the That's miracles right. will start to happen for you to where you start to walk, and then people will uh, uh, will get in your shadow. <laughs> and, and, we just have to Man. be obedient 
We have to be obedient to what God has called us to do. A lot of times we will have to, we just have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's what the same Matthew, thing if you don't stop. Your grandmother did with us. You know, the thing is you do it and be obedient and word will get around. People will come to you knowing that you have the faith, you know, um, that you believe enough, that you trust God enough to be able to operate in that gift. So, you know, I think it's a great thing, you know, and we just have to be ready at all times. That's right. Very or fast. if you just go into an area, if you, just, if you just go into an area with the quote-unquote arrogance of knowing who you are, <laughs> I'm saying arrogance because that's what the person who, who don't really understand, that's what they're calling you, arrogant. It's wow. people right oh, now. It's confident. <laughs> We're confident. Yeah, they say you arrogant. It's confidence. <laughs> That's I right. created, I created a T-shirt. Let me tell you what my T-shirt says. My T-shirt says, "My confidence is in the power of God." Amen. That's what my T-shirt says. And everywhere I wear that T-shirt, it gets um, people love it. People absolutely love it. And I say, well, it's for sale. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, you still got to have a little hustle in you, you hear me? But look, but it's the truth. It's the truth that's drawing them to that T-shirt. My Amen. confidence. But it's my truth. See, now I don't know what your confidence, I, I don't know what, your, what you trusting in. I don't know, I have no idea. The Bible says some trust in chariots, some in horses. Right. <laughs> Believe in the name of the Lord. Period. Amen. Amen. You know the scriptures tell us that. You know the scriptures tell us that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We got to continue to hear, uh, hear faith-filled words, because faith-filled words will uh, will move in the spirit. God said, you know, uh, by by His name. We said it earlier uh, in the topic here. You know, every knee's got to bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when we start to speak that name, demons have got to go. They got yeah. to go. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's there's a few scriptures in there uh, in the Old Testament Numbers. And I think it's Numbers 23 to where we believe I believe that God cannot lie. If God cannot right. lie, we're going to send His word, and guess what? It won't return back to Him void. It will accomplish wherein to it's being sent. So we got to speak the word always. Amen, brother Ronnie. Yes, sir. Brother Ronnie, I just want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Can you give me my notes back, please? I don't know how you got it. <laughs> but, but can I please get the notes back? Hey, uh, listen. I, I, I just feel like running. I feel like running. When I hear, this, and this is why this is so powerful for me, because whenever I get in the presence or in the company of faith talkers, mm-hmm. my faith is increased. That's, it, why it, it increases. That's why he says faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. See, we, a lot of people just want to hear on Sundays or on Wednesday night when they, if they go to Bible study. There but we got to continuously hear the word of God. That's and that right. will build up our faith. And our That's faith right. is a muscle. Our faith is if we don't use it, we lose That's it. That's right. 
right. And you cannot stay in the company of Mamby Pamby Saints, Mealy Mouth Saints. Oh, wow. Either you for me or you against me. That's what the Lord said. Either you for me. Look, if you if you on the fence, look, I'm going to regurgitate. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Either you're going to be hot or you're going to be mm-hmm. cold. You need to make mm-hmm. a decision. You need to make a decision that, that just like that. But the most important thing is faith. I referenced this scripture on the last show. Listen to the scripture in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the second verse says, the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. That's right. Mm. Another mm. scripture that I reference often is Hebrews 11 and 6. This is, yeah, my, right. this is my apex scripture right here. The scripture said it's impossible to please God mm-hmm. without, faith. without faith. And yes. before you even come to him, this is to the B clause of this scripture, mm-hmm. before you even come to him, you must first believe, believe. that he is. <laughs> he is a rewarder. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek him. So I got to believe that he is who he say he is. Mm-hmm. That's what I first got to believe. And then I got to believe that he can do what he said he can do. Amen. Once I believe Man. that, I begin to speak it. Because I believe it, I'll speak it. If I don't believe it, I won't speak it. That's right. I believe it, I believe it was the singer that said, uh, uh, Israel Houghton, that said, say what you see so you can see what you say. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying. Israel Houghton, he basically was just simply saying, speak it in faith. He yeah. simply was saying like Abraham said, call those things which be not as though they were. One of my favorite, favorite, also, man, the whole Bible is my favorite. But I'm, I did some stuff that that get me fired up. And Abraham's story is one of them in the fourth chapter of the book of Romans. <laughs> that right there, mm-hmm. when he said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go there. I want to read it because oh, you can hear this. I, I need you to hear this. So I'm about to go there right now. Romans chapter 4, I believe it starts at verse number 17. Listen to what he said. Verse number 17 said, wait a minute. While, while Purcell is turning, I just want to, again, thank everybody for tuning into the Pastors on Network. And uh, we have on the one and only uh, Brother Purcell, Porsche, all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio, Brother Kenwin, Casperi, who had to run. His line dropped. Y'all know when your line drop after 10, you can't call back. So he probably was a sale on his sale. Uh, but anyway, brothers and sisters, we have uh, also our guest tonight is the one and only uh, pastors, pastors, might I add, Ronnie and Cassandra uh, McCray. We do thank them for their time tonight and sharing of, uh, their, in the, of their world and how the Father is definitely uh, uh, confirming his word, as the Bible says he would do in the life of the believer with signs, wonders, and miracles, y'all. I felt what I I feel now. Uh, uh, what I felt last year, and Priscilla, I'm turning back over to you. Uh, we're not doing it no justice <laughs> because it's so it's so much. Uh, I don't know, uh, Priscilla. I want you to finish some kind of way. I think we uh, let me uh, 
Hold on, y'all. I think I just, Percy, we lost them. So I, I don't know if they thought we was hanging up or not. It happened once before, but we definitely ain't hanging up. I think they thought I was hanging up, which is a. Is no, a, no, no, no. I told them, I told them I was gonna read the scripture. Yeah, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on, Purcell. Let me try to reach him back real quick. I can. That's why I have. Now y'all know why. I use my other phone. Um. Let me get them on the line. Just one second, everybody. There their phone number is, and we'll try to reach out to them. Just bear with me, brothers and sisters. Priscilla, this is going good, though. Okay, he said I call drop. Not a problem. Okay, you're back on right. Hold on a second. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, but uh, brother Ronnie, you're there. Are you there? Yes, we're here. Okay, you're back. All right, go ahead, Priscilla, and proceed. I just want to just get that out of the way. We're back. And we're wrapping up, y'all, just so y'all know, in about, let's wrap up in about, no more than about three minutes here. So go ahead, Brother Purcell. Okay, okay. I just want to read this. I just want to read this into your hearing. And um, this this stirs me up, so uh, uh, just, just bear with me. <laughs> bear with me right here. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse number 17, starting at verse number 17. This is what it says. Let me read it out of my Bible Verse number 17 says As it is written I have made thee a father of many nations Before him Whom he believed Even God Who quickeneth the dead And calleth those things which be not as though they were Who against hope Believed in hope That he might become the father of many nations According to that which was spoken So shall thy seed be And being not weak in faith He considered not his own body You know he was 100 years old Talking about having a baby Mm. Considered not his own body Now dead When he was about 100 years old Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb He staggered not At the promise of God Through unbelief Unbelief is a killer, y'all. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in what we've been talking about, faith. Strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And look what it said. It said, and therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Man, listen. When I read how this brother staggered not at the promise of God, see, this is what I, I'm going to tell you, every time I read something also that has the word mm-hmm. shall in it, I talked about this on the last show. Whenever you see the word shall in the scripture, it means it's a promise. It means it is coming to pass. 
whether you believe it or not, it's coming to pass. Cow is like a loaded weapon. Every time you see it. Every time you see it. And I'm so stirred in my faith right now. I work in a nursing home. I shared this on another show. But I work in a nursing home. And I had to rebuke a nurse one day because she was she was speaking unbelief concerning one of the residents that were there. She was she basically uh was preaching a funeral already. And I had to let her know. I said, no, you got the power of life and death in your tongue. I said, you need to speak life over him. You're caring for him. You're his, you're his caretaker. And God gave me the opportunity to pray for His name is Mr. Robert. God gave me the opportunity to pray for him. This particular day, Mr. Robert could barely breathe. Barely breathe. I mean, he was wheezing, struggling to breathe. And I prayed for him. And guess what happened? He went to the hospital that day, that night. They ended up having to call nine one one to pick him up. But but guess what? I wasn't weak in faith. I wasn't staggering at the promise of God because I understood why God had me to pray for him. Because I'm going to tell you what I told him before I prayed for him. I said, now I'm going to, first thing I said to him was, do you believe God can heal me? Hey, Priscel. Yes. As good as Let me just finish this right quick. Let me finish this right quick and I'm out. Because I'm having surgery at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, that's what I said to him. I said, do you believe God can heal you? This is what I say to anybody who God put on my heart. To uh, to pray for them and believe them, be, believe for their healing or whatever the case might be. I said, but "Do you believe God can heal you?" He said, "Yeah, I believe it." I said, "Well, I'm gonna tell you what's about to happen. I'm gonna pray for you." And I said, "God is God's um, the spirit of healing." This is what I said to him. I said, "The spirit of healing is gonna flow through your body." And God is going to fast healing angels to begin to heal you. So I prayed for him. Now guess what happened? He was in the he was in the he was in the uh, hospital for three days, y'all. That dude came back from the hospital bigger, stronger, and much faster. He was up on his floor, and I was pushing him to his room. They had an IV on him. He said, Porsche, he called me Porsche, Porsche. He said, Porsche, if I didn't have his IV, he said, I'll walk to my room. He said, you saw me. I said, that's because God healed you. He said, I know, and I'm a living witness. He began to speak faith. He began to talk. With faith, that's what happens when faith come in the room. Oh, man, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That's what happened when faith come in the room. That's why Jesus always told people, if you don't believe it, then you need to leave the room. Because unbelief is a killer. It's a killer. 
but he began himself to to uh, to declare in faith. Man, you saw me the other day, man. You saw uh, I couldn't hardly breathe. He said, look at me now. I'm a living witness. He started giving God, like Abraham said, he started giving God the glory. And Amen. that's what happened. That's what happened. Beth, I want to I want to say my final words, and I want to be out because, like I said, I gotta, I, I gotta have uh, surgery in the morning on my shoulder. I have a totally severed uh, rotator cuff, um, so I have well, to have my rotator. Let, let, let's do this. Let's do, cause we got to wrap up, Purcell. We got to wrap up. So let's do this. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna ask our guests to offer prayer for you, if that's okay, because we've been talking about healing, and, and he is a healer. And it's for us, for sure, and for those that don't believe. And, yes, the Father, yes, believers like us do have surges. Nothing wrong with that. We, uh, the, uh, we, we pray that the, that the Father would guide doctors, and he does. All types of miracles have been expressed by physicians. Things happen in the, in the operating room. Folks, this is a warfare, 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 warfare. Uh, 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 there's different levels of healing. Uh, I've, I've seen where people go into to, to the operating room and not even have to have it, or, or it wasn't nowhere near what the doctors thought, and just all types of things can happen. So let's pray. I'm gonna invite my guests to pray for you, if that's okay. And we're gonna wrap this show because first of all, we really, really have to wrap this show. I told the, our guests we we over with at ten, and we're way over. So we won't. We'll, we'll just not do the finals and let them just pray, and then we'll wrap up the show, if that's okay. Uh, Brother Ronnie. And Sister Cassandra, y'all mind praying? Sure, we we will pray. Okay, well if you if you don't well, mind, if you can offer up a word per se, you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine with that. Okay, let's do that, y'all. Wrap up because I promised them eight to ten, and we're over. And I feel I do apologize. Uh, to the McCrays for that. Uh, I try to keep my word, but these, these, you, you see how the show went. It was almost impossible to close up at 10. So if you could offer a word of prayer, we'll be in agreement. Go right ahead, either one of you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. Father, we're going to offer a prayer right now, Lord God, and we're going to say, Lord, have your way right now. Healing is the children's bread, Lord God. And we're just not going to just pray, Lord God, but we're going to speak your word over his shoulder right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every negative uh, muscle that is not responding, every bone that is not in line. We call it, Lord God, in line right now. We speak, Lord God, health and healing to his bones and his marrow right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over any work of the enemy that may be trying to hinder him right now. Father, we just thank you right now in advance for what you will do, Lord God, through the praying of saints, Lord God. You said two or three are touching in the green, Lord, and we know that there's more than two or three are here right now. So, Father, have your way over the soldier, soldier, the shoulder area right now in the name of Jesus. Touch his mind and his heart, Lord God, as we thank you in advance for what you're getting ready to do. So, Lord, have your way in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.
I just want to add to that, Lord God, we thank you for going into the the surgical suite, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for taking authority over everyone who is in charge of his health care, Lord God. We thank you that the love of God be in them and that they care more than ever, Father God, about the job that they do. We thank you, Father God, that you will be lifted up, Lord God, in that room. We thank you for your warring angels going in, Father God, and looking over him, Father God, throughout the surgery, Father. God, and we thank you for his swift recovery. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. 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 And just to let you guys know, we've been married 13 years. 13 years we've been together. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, brother, listen, you heard Priscilla express his uh, love for 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 what y'all have said in your spirit and just being together as a couple. You've heard him talk about it, and I'm with him 100%. Um, this is a little different for the Five Smooth Stone Network because we do talk about the power. We do talk about the power. My goodness, we talk about the Father and everything. But it's just good to just lean so heavily on the supernaturals we've done tonight. Those of you that wanted to share and talk about the problem and talk about it don't mean you're less important uh, or what your word your words was less important it's just that everybody did it seemed like everybody doubt the power so i just want to have a show we and trust me brothers that we didn't do it no justice is as great a job as we did and we did an awesome job talking about the goodness and the power there's more where this come from more more and, and yes there's even defeats and there's times we pray and nothing happened absolutely but there are so many times the Father came through, so many times demons answered or uh, 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 was was defeated, so many times uh, angels, I believe, spoken to us, just like evil spirits do, for our protection, so many times spiritual warfare, so many times I've seen that spirit in people, and I didn't cast it out, but I just maneuvered around the spirit. Folks, this is real. This is real, this is real, and please go back and listen to part one where I go into even more things if you didn't hear part one, okay? So anyway, McCrae's, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully y'all willing to come back to the Five Smooth Song Network in the near future. I really was blessed by y'all tonight. I really was blessed. I'm not just saying that. So any final words, uh, and then I'll let Priscilla have final, final words. Any final words, uh, please? We just thank you guys for having us on. We just really enjoyed ourselves. Anytime we have the opportunity to talk about the goodness of God, and I just want to add this, to God be the glory for everything that he did through us because what it did was just strengthen our faith to go out there and trust him more. So I really appreciate hearing all of your stories as well, and it has really blessed us to be here tonight. So thank you. Amen. Like I said, it was truly a blessing, and we just have to operate in faith because God has not given us fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. Amen. Yes, I love that God has not given us the spirit of fear. So don't fear, brothers. You heard uh, heard the pastor. He said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, Mm -hmm. of power. Mm of love, mm-hmm. and of a sound mind. That's a good scripture to go out on. Brother um, Purcell, final words, and I do mean less than 20 seconds, brother, please. Less than 20 seconds. Signs, wonders, and miracles should not be a phenomenon to the believer, but a way of life. 
believe that. We must walk in that. We must trust God for that kind of faith if we want to advance the kingdom of God. It's your boy, uh, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porche, all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio, Thought Life Kingdom Ministries. We, we bless you, we honor you, and we thank you for the five smooth stones. Five, call us, follow us, follow the five smooth stones network. Follow the Five Smooth Stones Network. Call in. Call in. Get encouraged. Be encouraged in your faith through the Five Smooth Stones Network. The Five Smooth Stones Network, I've said it already, is shifting the atmosphere. The Five Smooth Stones Network is shifting the atmosphere. And we're grateful to be a part. And we bless you. And we love you, each and every one of you, like I say. We love each and every one of you, and it's not a thing you can do about it. Amen. And I'm out. Amen. And uh, you heard Priscilla say it. I echo that. We love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, McCray, so I'll be in touch with you. Again, thank you for coming on tonight. Hopefully we'll be able to do something in the future. Good night, everybody. Good night. God bless. All right. Y'all, I'm going to go out with a powerful song. I always try to, and so... 